breathe. More importantly, I can't eat uh, chocolate, men, uh, or edibles. <laughs> so like, what if I had to go to the hospital? Oh, good timing, dude. Okay, I'm the only one who thought that was good timing. So, <laughs> what if I had to go to the hospital and my dad had to fill out the form allergic to penicillin? I'd get to the operating room, the doctor would be like, wait, clear the room of pencils. No, penicillin pencils, no, no, damn it. <laughs> the best joke is the one you have to explain. <laughs> Let's get uh, Jen on the operating table. Use a short table, she's two foot five. <laughs> and while you're at it, can you give her the white people eyelids? <laughs> uh, the entire spectrum. <laughs> Pam laughs and you sigh. <laughs> oh, that, okay, let's move away from eyelids, you guys. Eyelids works outside of San Francisco. Oh my God, did you empty the cash bucket? I'm gonna grease my hand later and try to. <laughs> the scariest robot future sequence. I, nah. Was it Robocop? <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you wanna change about yourself? Oh, I'm always like, you know, I could lose like, 35 pounds, no. <laughs> no, like, I think, I don't have terrible self-esteem. I think I'm okay. Um, I'm like a four, let's be honest. 4.26 if you count my honors classes. <laughs> but I do have a JJ. It's always fun to watch reactions to this. <laughs> That's the second slow clap I've gotten for that one. <laughs> slow clap JJ. So sometimes I have to bat away a dick. <laughs> Mostly figuratively. <laughs> but like, I'm a four, can you imagine being a 10? Be like working the speed bag at a boxing gym. <laughs> well, hello, welcome. Hello. Hi, you guys just missed my dick joke. That's okay, plenty more to come. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what I think when my mom talks to me. Aw, you guys, I just moved back from Hong Kong. I grew up somewhere much more glamorous, Fremont. <laughs> and I just moved in with my mom. And my mom likes to tell me the best thing. She's like, when you were a kid, so ugly. <laughs> He's like, she, and this is true, this is all true, you guys. Comedy is tragedy plus time or not enough time. So he's like, so ugly, you're dark skinned. Oh, racist Chinese, okay. Dark skinned, skinny, and so dry. So I was dark skinned, skinny, and dry. Like, what did she want? A light skinned, fat, moist kid? <laughs> okay, to say now, you look normal. Almost. <laughs> yeah, she does that. She's like, thank God you turned out kind of normal. <laughs> like, you're such an ugly kid. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Mom. She also likes to say, what does she say? Um, I'm a teacher. Hashtag failed Asian. <laughs> 
And uh, I used to have favored child status, uh, like between me and my brother, I used to be like Canada. <laughs> and now I'm like North Korea. <laughs> Full of hot air, probably need an updated haircut. <laughs> my mom, like, she's like, but your brother, real Asian, work for tech company. <laughs> and so tall, five foot four. <laughs> There's someone who really likes that one back there. Which app do I need to delete? Tinder, because I'm not Jessa. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know every thought I had today? No. <laughs> you don't want to know every thought that I had today. Did I have any fun thoughts today? Nope. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, this is a great one, Pam. Live, laugh, and love. And let that show you that Pam is in writing, has a master's in creative writing. <laughs> Is that alliteration? Do you see that, bitches? Live, laugh, and love. Don't fuck with this woman. Have a nice night, MG. I actually wrote that one down to make fun of those people. I was hoping that someone would be like, live, laugh, love. Fuck that fucking book. That woman just is, I'm 40, and I'm going to go figure out my life in Italy, and then in in India, and wherever else the fuck she went because she had money. Fuck you. Go to India. Guy can't even afford to go to Daly City on the BART. That's like six bucks. Come to my open mic in Daly City. Fuck you. I don't have six bucks. I'm... They give you this a 50 cent now thing on the card. You swipe the card and now you got to get, they're like, we want to track you on that weird little clipper card. So don't use these, maybe it has something to do with that universe. I don't know. Maybe those little BART cards are ruining the environment and it's like all this weird magnetic stuff. Your next comedian will know because he works for Greenpeace. And I don't know what, I don't even know what the bad things in the world are, Uh, but we're going to find out. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Rolf Scar. Damn. My God, the hat. It's like a uh, fucked up stoner Trivial Pursuit game or something. <laughs> you ever played the old school one? I like the old blue one. All the rest of the versions after that, the Trivial Pursuit, no way. I was looking for the science and nature because I'm good at that. Come on, give me a green. <laughs> give me a green. Something about frogs. I can nail it. All right, this is going to be my favorite nonsense word. Oh, okay, my favorite nonsense word. Uh, I'm, uh, I made one up. It's bullshit and uh, malarkey put together. I call it bullarkey because I think it's like a double hit when I hear something that's stupid. I say, that's a bunch of bullarkey. And it, you can alliterate with it. It's a bunch of bullarkey. And you don't have to curse. You don't have to say bullshit in front of children. So that's, that's my favorite nonsense word right there currently. I also like to, uh, I'm an atheist, so instead of saying holy smokes, I've just dropped the holy part. And I just go, smokes! And uh, you should try it because somehow it hits a little harder. It's just, you know, because you get right to it. Like, holy smokes, that sounds dumb. But if you're like, smokes! Like that is, it actually gets people's attention. They're like, is there fire? Is there smoke? What's going on? So you can use that one. I want to spread that one around. We don't have to, we don't have to bring God into that. Okay. 
Are you still a shit talker? Oh my. Yeah, I gotta dial it back a little bit sometimes, you know what I mean? Shit talking is, but I think it's, it's cheap. It's too easy, shit talk. At work or whatever, you know? You're like, oh, the boss is this and that and that. I think shit talking is uh, good in sports, you know? And in social circles, but you gotta leave it out of the, the, professional, the professional realm. Uh, I'm gonna keep just, I'm gonna go to the bottom. I think that's where some good ones are. There we go. All right. Every Ming flashes for a season. You guys help me out with that? It's my fault for going to the bottom. Well, I mean, I'm in favor of flashers. I think I just admire their, their the chutzpah, you know, of flashing. I, I, I don't do it myself, but I'm figuring if you're going to run out onto that golf course, do you see that, the Waste Management Golf Tournament? It was somewhere in Arizona. The only reason I know this is because I went to Arizona like the couple days later, and they were still talking about it. Waste Management is the biggest trash company like in the world, and they have a golf tournament. And golf tournament is what you think if the biggest trash company had a golf tournament. It's chaos. And this dude just buck naked, because usually golf is like, shh, quiet, you know, and everything's quiet, and everyone's like talking in hush tones. But this is just like, woo, it's a big party. And this naked guy ran out onto the golf course, and there was no security. So he just like rolled around for a while. <laughs> and then, it was pretty funny. It'd be funnier than this show. He's like, uh, he practices putt, but he didn't have a club or anything. He was just out there nude. And uh, people filming it were like, where's the security? Where's the security? But they're like, also, this is going to be a great video for my Instagram feed. <coughs> All right. Made something out of that. Drag queens are awesome, is what it says. Yeah, I think so. I did a comedy show one time at a uh, drag queen bar. I don't think it exists anymore. It was in the Tenderloin, and it was super fun. But uh, the last thing I remember was being mostly nude, uh, speaking of flashing, outside smoking hash with a lot of folks. And uh, I don't know what happened after that. But the, but <laughs> the audience was great. Uh, the participate, you know, because listen, I mean, folks uh, need to do what they want to do. And I think the more people embrace whatever freaking stuff they got going on, uh, the better. <laughs> Call your mom. Oh, man. Right now? She's sleeping, probably. Uh, my mom is great, though. Uh, my mom is Norwegian. She came from a shithole country. Uh, <laughs> it was a shithole. And then they got oil, and then they got smart, and they nationalized that shit. Instead of giving all the profits to Exxon, they put it into like education and healthcare and stuff like that. But it was a shithole when she was there. So she moved over to the United States, married my dad. Her name's Runa, R-U-N-A. And then later when she grew up, she realized um, that she was a lesbian, and she hung out with this other woman who also moved over when Norway was a shithole country, uh, who's also named Runa, and now they're both married. And it's beautiful, uh, and she's still not a U.S. citizen. My mom's kind of a hero. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's pretty great. Anyway, she could, I could tell you more about my mom, uh, and I'll call her tomorrow. Thanks for the reminder, Pam. <laughs> All right. Scariest thing right now? Okay, scary. Audience participation. What's the scariest thing right now? Oh. Trump. Okay, I thought you'd say that. Same vote. <laughs> Says Trump again. Anyone uh, not? Is that not the scariest thing for somebody? Oh, God damn it. All right, we got Trump, Trump, Trump. I think uh, on, a, on a personal level, uh, scariest thing is just decision making in general. You know, you, you ever have that? Just sort of like, I had that moment where uh, I, was, I was doing laundry and I was trying to figure out like, Am I going to put the colors in with the, with the light colors? Am I going to put my towel in? Like, I got paralyzed for a second there. And the scariest thing, because sometimes when you put the towels in with the socks, the, the little pieces come off and they stick to the socks. And the, Anyway, 
it's not a big deal, but it was scary that I got fucking paralyzed by that. And I thought decision making is only going to get worse as time goes on and I get older and older. All right. Uh, <laughs> abortion's cool. I felt like we had one earlier that was like that, Pam. Uh, abortion's cool. Uh, listen, uh, for people that, uh, you know, oppose abortion, uh, I want to talk to them about this when we're in line. You know, well, like when you're in the TSA line or you're waiting to get into the, the ballpark or you're stuck in traffic and be like, look, what if half these people weren't here? You know, because like, <laughs> I think it might be too many. I think it, it could be too many. I'm not saying don't have babies. Go ahead, have babies. It's fine. I'm not going to have them. Uh, it's, I'm not judging you if you do. I'm just saying that in general, there might be enough of us now. Like we might have enough people, you know, and it's okay if the human race goes on, but uh but I don't think we need to uh, be fruitful and multiply. That was like the one thing we did from the Bible. Like <laughs> all the other commandments and things we just ignored. We just, we keep shooting each other, killing each other, <laughs> coveting each other's wives and husbands all the time. And like be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, we checked that off the list. Let's move on to the other ones, please. Okay. Uh, my hand hurts. Can you still read these? <laughs> oh, Pam, you got a brace or something you can put on there? Handwriting's pretty good, actually. It's youthful. This is youthful uh, handwriting. It sort of looks like um, the kind of middle school, high school kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of, I guess that's where we, that's when we used to write. You know, now we just type. I tried to write the other day. I was like, what the? I had capital letters. I was writing in all caps. And I'm like, what the hell did that come from? And then it switched to cursive. And it was just like garbage. So the one thing I know how to write now is my signature. You know, when you got to sign for a bill or something like that. But writing is a lost art. I guess we should try that again sometime. Sorry about your hand. How do you feel about disco? Okay, now this is controversial. How do you guys feel about disco? Okay, and the detractors. Ah, in the corner. All right, because this used to be a thing because like like metal people would like destroy disco records and run over them in stadiums and things. It was like an anti-disco movement actively in the 80s. I'm old enough to remember this. Uh, I liked it. I like it. Because here's why. I'm going to bring my mom back into this. She's from Norway. And uh, I grew up listening to uh, my dad who listened to Stones and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff, classic rock, uh, Chuck Berry, stuff like that. But my mom was straight up just ABBA like all the time and I know like words to ABBA songs that no one ever plays they were like on the vinyl records you used to play and and if, if someone's playing one for some reason or it's being sampled in a song I'll totally just start singing along with it not knowing I know the b-sides of, of ABBA so there's something there uh being born in the 70s I think maybe I heard it while I was in the womb all right I didn't cheat I didn't look you guys I know you're like is he looking uh I pulled this one the best way to die Man, the best way to die. I think there's two different questions here. Best way to die like uh, accidentally or not on purpose and the best way to die suicide. I think there are two different ways to do that. I was thinking about suicide the other day, not because I want to kill myself, but I was like, what? Because some people kill themselves. I'm like, that sounds shitty. Like jumping off the bridge, you know, you can fucking live. That would be horrible. That's worse than just regular living and jumping in front of buses and shit. And like now you ruined, like, can you imagine you're the train driver? And this happens a lot for train drivers. They have to just watch and they can't stop because, you know, they don't, the trains don't stop that quick. And then you just ruin that person's life. And so I was thinking, there's got to be a better way. And I was thinking eaten by a bear. And here's why, because <laughs> first of all, like a big bear, not some fucking pussy ass, like a, a black bear in the Sierras. I'm talking about go up to Alaska. Go get a big ass Kodiak, you know, and just, you know, rev him up, slap him in the face a few times. And he's gonna slap your head off so quick, it'll be done in a second. And then he's gonna eat you, 
and then you'll be a bear for like a little bit until he poops you out. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> sharks too, when people get scared about sharks, I'm like, that's a fucking badass way to go. Are you kidding me? And we don't get eaten up by sharks anymore because they rescue us too quick. Did you know this? There's still lots of great whites out there. They bite you and then they go, they wait for you to bleed out before they finish it. That's super smart because they're eating elephant seals and stuff and elephant seals will fuck you up once you bite them. You know, they'll come back with teeth and stuff like that. So shark just waits for you to bleed out and now they rescue you. I like the old days where the, you know, you didn't get rescued you just got to be part of a shark. Uh, okay. And then ocean poop. Like we don't even know what happens to ocean poop. It goes down, right? Gets eaten a little bit by fishes, but then what? It's like two miles down there, you're in the Mariana Trench. Who knows what's going on down there? That's a good second life. Okay, the grossest thing you've ever seen in the Tenderloin. All right, I know what this is actually. I wanted to make a joke out of this and it's not a bit yet, but uh, 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 so I, I ride my bike everywhere and I was riding my bike through the Tenderloin. And uh, ever noticed that pigeons are different depending on the neighborhood that you're in? So like I live kind of upper Haight area and on the Haight, you know, they're fucked up pigeons. You know, they're not, they never have all of the toes, you know? <laughs> And, but then you get to the tender and you go up like uh, Ashbury Heights, you walk up to those hills. They're not even pigeons anymore. They're like morning doves, you know, like <laughs> fucking, I swear you could do this. I'm not lying. But they're like, coo, coo, and they don't eat fucking hamburger wrappers or anything. And they sit in trees. Pigeons don't even fucking sit in trees. You see a pigeon in a tree, you call the rescue. Like someone, someone rescue this pigeon out of this tree. Put him on top of a quarter store <laughs> where he belongs. Uh, in the Tenderloin, I was biking, and usually in the Tenderloin, you really, really got to keep your wits about you as a biker because traffic laws, you know, are a little bit sort of fuzzy. And, and also, <laughs> you, get, you get runners, is what I call them, just the folks that are like, burp, 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 like right through the intersection. And even though their arms don't move when they walk, their legs, it's fast. And, and, they, and they, they, it's always in the middle of the intersection and usually behind a van or something. So they just shoot out suddenly. So you really got to have your wits about me. But this one time, I was dealing with all that. And then in the middle uh, of the intersection, there was a pigeon, right? It was dead, right? And of course. And then there was another pigeon. And the other pigeon was eating the dead pigeon. It was eating the dead pigeon from the cavity, like the, the chest. And it was like, there was red stringy things. I was like, God damn. Holy shit, there's something about a pigeon eating another pigeon. It's horrified me, and of course they eat other pigeons. I just had never seen it before. I've seen a hawk eat a pigeon, that's fine with me. Something about a fucking pigeon eating a pigeon. There's perfectly good burger wrappers lying around. Why are you eating one of your own kind? And do you know what that pigeon has been eating its whole life? Crack, cr crack craps. Like, you're, this is not free rate. This is not healthy for you, pigeon. Anyway, uh, that's why they get all oily in the Tenderloin. That's why they get all oily. They've got this, yeah, it, it's bad diet, and uh, it shows. Okay. All right. Stop, stop for death. Okay, listen. Stop for death. What is that? Stop for death. Well, I mean, we all have to stop for death, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just attracting some dark ass energy tonight. Stop for death. Yeah, we gotta stop for death. I mean, we, we gotta like uh, go for life, though. I think more importantly, and we do that by stopping for death. I mean, I don't want to get too serious here for a second, but you know, you meditate on death every day, and then you live your life a little better. And I think that's okay. Yeah, there's almost nothing worse than maybe living forever. And so let's uh, let's make the most of Mutiny Radio here tonight. <laughs> Last pull. All right, it's a long one. Let's see what it says. I don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. 
Who's Pastor Greg? I definitely don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. Here's the thing, though. If you're having an affair with Pastor, it's probably a good time, you know, because this guy is probably pretty tightly wound. I remember I lost my virginity uh, to, a, to a woman I met at the, the youth, uh, what, what do you call it? youth group, you know, in, in church. So, yeah, lots of people get freaky in church. That's why a lot of people go to church to begin with. They pretend, but no, that's a place you get freaky. And, uh, and so Pastor Greg, you know, and whoever did the affair with him, I'm for it. I'm for it. Give up your host, Ham Benjamin. Thanks for having me. Everybody. Yay! He's back. He was on a long hiatus saving the world, but now he's back. It's a comedy, and we're excited. Your last comedian, you guys ready for your headliner? He is a gem, a joy of the San Francisco comedy scene. He is totally hilarious, and I have no idea what he's going to do with this basket, but we're going to love it. Everybody put your hands together for FC Sierra! Yay! I, uh... I, for one, huh? oh, it's a sweater, but <laughs> I don't know, why I, to, I don't know why, I, why I had to correct you there. Uh, I had like a long time in my life, like when I was going to college, if I would like carry something that I was reading, people were like, oh, what you reading? I'd be like, a book. And I'd realize like in time, oh, I was an asshole. And I just didn't, I didn't know. But yeah, it says pyrotechnics for beginners. Uh, I'm not here to to pump this brand. My girlfriend has like eight of these shirts, so uh, I've already contributed enough to that company's success, uh, I believe. Uh, happy to be here. I am also happy that Rolf is back in comedy. I think that's an honor. Yeah, it's great. I saw him, if you don't know what the OMG nightclub is, it's a very, uh, it's a very upstanding, very, uh, Dirty homosexual uh, bar. Like it doesn't cater to clean homosexuals. You don't go there if you're a, if you're a nice gay guy and you take showers every day. No, you don't go there. You go to another spot that's a little bit like nicer gay. But uh, anyway, I was there at an open mic and they happened to have that day. I don't know if it was just like they were planning on having it right in front of the the dirty gay nightclub, but they had one of those uh, big buses that you could go and have like your AIDS test or your chlamydia or syphilis test in that thing. It's sort of like a bookmobile, but for AIDS. Uh, but they had one of those outside that club, sort of, I think, just catering to the clientele. And I saw Rolf uh, with his bike, and he biked past there. And I was like, oh, is that Rolf? And I, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, so I got excited. And then he didn't acknowledge me at first. He kind of like turned and kept going. So I was like, oh, shit. I just busted in on him trying to go to the AIDS bookmobile, and now he's gonna have to enter the comedy game again just to cover up the fact that he wanted to get his free prophylactics. But, but obviously it's not that, so I'm happy about that. Cheers to Rolf. Difference between Catholics and Lutherans. Is that you, Pam? Yeah. <laughs> You know when like someone asks you a question enough and you're just like, I take that as a challenge uh, to a lot of things in my life. Obviously, I don't. I know that the the Lutherans were the people they they put the they put the paper on the front of the church. And they're like, hey, 
read this fucking paper and people are like, well, they already gave us the Bible. That's like a bunch of words on that. And they were like, no, this paper's more important. Uh, and then they just made a religion off it. And apparently they don't have hell. I know that they don't have hell. Catholics, I was raised Catholic. Uh, so you, you learn about hell before you learn about heaven. Like you don't know anything that's going on good if you, if you die. You're just like, oh, you want, you're gonna go to hell if that happens. It's never like, oh, you can go to heaven if you do this. It's like, no, you're probably going to hell. Uh, but, but you could do some good stuff for the church before then. And so that's nice. Service. Uh, Lutherans, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for the Lutherans, too, because, like, Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, right? Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, the founder of Lutheranism, uh, Martin Luther. He's not even the most famous Martin Luther anymore. Like, he doesn't even get to have that. He made a whole fucking religion. There's, like, 500 million people that have to go to the Lutheran church, and they're just like, you're not going to hell anyway. And they're like, why don't we even come here? But they still go. They're Lutherans. And then he doesn't even get to have the fame from being the best Martin Luther. Everybody's like, but he didn't even fuck like Martin Luther King did. It's like he didn't even have the extra stuff. Which is, by the way, uh, the coolest thing about Martin Luther King and Gandhi uh, is when you find out that they were also into a lot of sex. Because uh, it feels like it would be exhausting. I don't think about like peace and sex at the same time. And they had like enough of a multitasking mind that they were, it was like a dolphin. You know when they're able to stay awake because they have the two brains, they just switch to a brain and they're like, oh, peace, love, give me some orange juice. And then he's like, no, I want to sleep next to my niece. Gandhi, not Martin Luther King. Not Martin Luther King Jr. Not Martin Luther King Jr. Gandhi slept next to his niece. He says he didn't, he says he didn't do anything. I've heard he says he didn't do anything. Still weird. Also, just like the conversation with the niece too. Like, even if they weren't having sex, they'd have to be awake next to each other in a bed for at least 40 minutes before you fall asleep. What do you talk about? What do you talk about? Like, what do you talk about with a 13-year-old niece of yours? Like, oh, that's, that's a great birthday party last week, wasn't that? Oh my God, what a pinata. Uh, they probably didn't have pinatas back in colonial India. Uh, or maybe they were filled with something else, just like a you know, despair or whatever. But uh, it was generally not happy before he did his stuff. But he still slept with the niece. Like, he's still, like, I don't, it's like when you th try to think about what would Tom Hanks have to do for me not to like Tom Hanks anymore? I don't know if he could do anything. Like, I don't know if, if Tom Hanks came into this room and killed all of us, I'd be like, God damn, what did we do? It's like, instantly, like, I'm gonna blame the victim in this situation because Tom Hanks is on my side. I know that it's, he's my Santa Claus. Uh, if I could just put cookies, he's a diabetic also, yeah. Tom Hanks, diabetic. <laughs> you know, that's almost as bad as sleeping next to your niece. But, uh, but so is my dad, diabetic, not niece sleeper. Uh, really, really got off track here. Uh, are your dreams boring? I've been wanting to talk about this for years, uh, but I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do this in the guise of going up and telling jokes at a comedy show. So because it came out of that, Hell hat, uh, which is obviously named for that, because if you've ever worn that hat, you deserve to go to hell, for sure, uh, for the death of that fox and for the fashion. Uh, that's a double, 
I'm sorry, Pam, it's a lovely hat. I'm sure you look great in it. Uh, but I've been wanting to talk about my dreams for years. I have issues with my dreams. Do you have extraordinary dreams, ma'am? Really? Do you, ha do you remember your dreams? Do you smoke like too much weed too? That's what my doctor said. He said, you smoke more weed, you remember your dreams less. And it's just like, well, I also, uh, if I don't smoke weed, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be feeling a lot more murderous just in general in my life. So in my day waking, I don't wanna go angry, but, but I get dreams too. Uh, and it's, a, it's mostly like, you know when people have dreams and they tell you about their dream, they're like, oh, I had a dream uh, and I walked into this empty room. Uh, it, it was empty, but it was like a color. I can't describe the color. But it, people never describe, but you, you accept it in the dream. And I walked in there and it was my dead mother and, and it was amazing. And I got to talk with my dead mother for, for 15 minutes and then the guy from Stranger Things came out and he said, that's not your dead mother, this is a Tide commercial. And then you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's, wow, that, that's a weird, that's a, you got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but with me, it's just like, I'll have dreams where it's just like, I'm in the dream, you always accept that, like if you're in a dream and you have fins, you're just like, all right, I gotta, I guess I gotta deal with these fins. You never like go figure out how to use the fins. You're already mid, mid fin. You never have to like the first, the first 30 minutes of the superhero movie is already over by the time you're in the dream. Like you're already fucking Spider-Man. You don't have to have your dead uncle die or whatever or anything like that. So you gotta, you gotta be in that world and you accept it. And the only time, like I've had this dream seven times in my life where I am in my life I am in my regular, regular day, and cottage cheese doesn't exist. <laughs> I know this in my head, and cream cheese. I've had both. I don't know what the difference is if, if I had a different body chemistry. Cottage cheese or cream cheese doesn't exist. I'm in the dream, and I know this. I don't even ask. People aren't talking about cream. Oh, do you hear all the cream cheese disappeared? What the fuck? We have to, we'll make a mystery out of this, and then it's Scooby-Doo style. Not even that. It's just like, oh, it's not even like I come across a bagel or a can of peaches or anything like that. It's just, it doesn't exist, and then I go on with the rest of my day. It's not even good. Like, I've had dreams. One time I worked a double shift at my sandwich making, which when you're working a double shift, you want it to have meaning, not just double the sandwiches you made your previous day. Uh, so it's not really completionary, but I had a double shift at my sandwich making job. I went and did comedy, so I felt worse. And then I went home and I fell asleep for eight hours where I dreamt an entire shift at my sandwich making job. And then I woke up and I had to go to the next shift again. Like I worked four fucking shifts in like 25 hours. I don't know how I, and it was just, it wasn't even like extraordinary sand. Oh God, the, the toaster's burning everything today. We gotta figure this, no, regular sandwich. Enjoy this thing I make every day. Enjoy this thing that I make every day. Not, not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. And like, do you think Martin Luther, like, king, important one, uh, do you think he really had that dream? It's just, no, it's just like, if it, if it was like a dream, like he's making a metaphor out of it, and it's like, oh, I have a dream, sort of like I have a hope, I have a wish, I understand that. But if he really had that dream, he must have been like, 
Like he went, he goes down and he, he goes to his regular life and he just sees white people and black people and Chinese people and they're interacting and they're just being regular. And then he just dreams that for like three weeks and it's just like fucking jump rope, somebody driving a car and you're like, oh, how's it going, guy riding a car? And it's just a dude that looks different than you. And he has that for like six weeks and he's like, God damn it, I gotta come up with something out of this thing. Uh, you know, everybody in there looked different. There was kids and there was adults and they were looking different and then they were also living. So it's not like I had, it's not like a meaningless dream. It's actually something that I could base my quasi-religion on. Uh, and it's beautiful. And that's what we have now. That's America. Built off probably a dream. Or it says, oh, wham. <laughs> or it says, oh, ma, like a, like a fish gel. I'm sorry, Jean. You've mentioned being Asian. I was looking at Asian restaurant. Uh, I, I know you're Asian anyway, no offense. Uh, but you've mentioned uh, that you are Asian. I was looking through an Asian menu, the best Asian restaurant in Daly City. And in the Bay Area last night, they have fish mob, fish job. I don't know why I pointed at the one Asian person that I saw, but fish jaw, it's a thing. Oh man, I, I just got myself into this position, didn't I? Oh, talk about oh man. Oh, fish maw. Why go through all that trouble? That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point thing that predicted what I was gonna say before. Uh, but really, like by the end of life, are you going to just hit the point and be like, oh, I died when I was 27. <laughs> like, what, what was the whole point? Like, people, when they die, when they're, I'm already 28, passed it up. Like, people, when they die, when they're 27, they're like, oh, it goes on the list, 27 list. Uh, they could have been great, but not Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Mama Cass. Jimi Hendrix. Maybe Winehouse. 27. 27. Meanwhile, really? You see, you got you get to be in that list. Even if you have no talent, people were like, oh my god, he had potential. It was just that three years left before he became 30 that he would have turned into something. And then you could just get to the end of your life. You could have kids that are already dead, and you have to watch all of that. And then at the end of it, you're just like, what was the fucking point of having that kid? Like, I had to watch it die, too. Like, I could have just gotten a good Tamagotchi or some sort of nano pet. Because uh, <laughs> you get to go through a whole life cycle in that, and then you get to up, oh, upkeep. Oh, what a reward. It's turning into something different. But you don't have to actually attend a funeral, because then you got to go to Costco and find a casket. Uh, <laughs> discount, discount caskets. You have a very familiar face. Has anybody ever told you that uh, you look like your parents? <laughs> Just came up with that right there. Solid gold. You guys could use that in your regular life. Oh my goodness. Fish in a blender. Fish is coming up. I, I feel so wasteful every time I throw these on the floor. Uh, I'm one of those people that just keeps trash in their pockets. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I just go like this, and then I put it on my desk. Uh, and 
And then I'm just like, okay, I'll leave this here for four days and then just wait for a complaint to come from up top, which is my girlfriend. Uh, just like, you wait for management to deal with the problem, then the menial workers can get the shit done. Uh, and that's how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, decision from up top. I don't, uh, something about fish. What was the fish thing? Fish in a blender. We really should have some uh, quality control on those. <laughs> You're a turd, right there. It predicted that I was gonna be mean again, right there. You're a turd, which still hurts, still hurts. To this day, there's still words that could be said to you, like, sure, all the, all the top level ones that you're not supposed to call anybody anymore. Uh, like, like, even stuff that was cool in high school is not cool anymore. Uh, and even if it was in between friends, and now, now you just gotta call someone a turd, and that person has to feel like a turd. And you remember what turds were back in the day. Turds haven't existed since 1994. Like, everybody's been taking shit since then. But turds were something that came from a different era. It was like old shit. The shit that didn't have good fiber in it. The shit that struggled to get through the end of the... It was like uh, like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. The shit that just had to come, like, swim through the... To get to the other side. Uh... And you never come up clean, but that's what a turd is. And then you don't want to be that anymore. And now like, I'd rather have someone just call me a worse word. <laughs> is comedy real art? <laughs> it's like, uh, I feel like comedy, uh, especially in the way that we've all experienced it tonight, uh, is sort of like, I'm not going to say just macaroni, but all pastas of art, uh, which is different as a visual form, pasta art, probably not so appreciated around the world, right? <laughs> like you see, like you see a nice fucking macaroni necklace that has like some real work put to it. And you're just like, wow, this is something I could, I could appreciate. I don't want it. Like, I don't want that to be for me. Of course I wouldn't want, that looks fucking miserable to make, but that's a cool necklace. Like that's, that's the most comedy, it's just like, it's a passing, hey, that didn't make me feel worse. And that's it, that's it. That's the best comedy can do. Like art, you could look, I, my old job, they had, they had a, a, a painting or it was a, it was a, Photo print of a painting, but that's that's good enough for me. Uh, but they had, and it it was like a whole bunch of different old white guys, and they were wearing tall red pointy hats. Maybe this is a famous painting. No, I don't know. And they were saying, go to this, go to this museum. I don't know any of the museums, uh, but go to this museum. Look at this, and I was just staring at it in the office at work, and I saw it, and I was like, that's stupid. It's dumb. I don't like this. I don't know why that's up there. I don't know why I'm right here, standing in this moment, looking at this fucking thing right here. What is it with my life that I am standing here having this thought about this thing that I don't even need to look at? Why did that guy have to paint any of this? <laughs> but that's part, that part's pretty nice. Uh, I kind of like the shape of that thing. 
I is this what feeling is? And then in that moment, you're like, oh shit, do I have feelings now? Am I a person? Did I just become a person by looking at that photograph of a painting? But with comedy, it's just like, wow, what a, what amazing spaghetti art you made. Uh, sure, I'll have it up on my wall because you're six years old and I don't want to make you feel worse about your life decisions, but it's fucking macaroni art. <laughs> and this is something that I do every day. So why go through the trouble? Uh, the last time I sexually harassed someone. <laughs> We'd have to pick categories. <laughs> Male, female, Human, non-human. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Like that's the that's that's the last six years. Like I I haven't been too sexual out in public in my life, Pam. Uh, I'm not the type of person that sees another person's like I got something to say to them that somebody else hasn't said that's gonna make them like me. I don't have that. There's nothing. They have to come up to me and then we have an awkward conversation for several times and then they have to Facebook message me like a week later and ask if we want to hang out and I'm like, oh, they just want to be friends. I know that, that's the friend game. I know how it's going, but it, and then it evolves to a relationship. I've done that three times now, last six years. Um, so pretty much when I sexually harass, uh, it's usually people that are walking their dogs and it's not the people walking their dogs. I harass the dogs. I see a dog coming down the street. I'm like, look at that face. Ooh, you think you got a face going on there? Look at that shake. Look at that tail. Ooh, wagging that tail. Such a happy dog. And then I don't even make eye contact with the walker because I'm just like, I don't want them to think that this is me transmitting what I want to say to them to that thing that's furry. No, I'm, I'm feeling everything for that thing right there. But when you tell somebody, like in front of the dog, in front of the person, like, oh my God, you're so much better than people. Then they know like, oh, he's not a sexual harasser. He's just kind of weird. And that's better. <laughs> Can't sexual harass online? I don't know what I would write. I don't even know how to say hi in a way that, like even hi, when, when you get to a certain point in your lack of confidence in your life, you realize that even high feels like sh sexual harassment from you, like coming from you. Because I could say hi to a woman that I want to say a lot of other, I want other things to happen with that woman that I'm saying hi to. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I can't say anything else other than that hi. Basically, this whole thing was me saying I'm innocent. Uh, so if anything comes up in the next five years, uh, anything comes up in the next five years, just remember, character witnesses right here. Uh, well, he said he wouldn't do it, and he seemed genuine. He was sweating. Uh, help me. All right. Which, more people should say that, just in life. Don't expect help, but you know, when someone's like, hey, how's it going? Just be like, help me. <laughs> no, you all right, man? Help me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, what's, what's going? Help me. No, dude, I just like, I was, 
what do you what do you need help? <laughs> Me. <laughs> and then they walk away and they're like, oh god damn. I hope that guy gets some help. <laughs> and it's fine. But anyway, I'm gonna stop talking. You guys have listened. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Keep your hands clapping for FC Sierra and all the amazing comedians you saw tonight. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We have the Hell Hat every third Friday of the month. Uh, the fourth Friday of the month is always Hell in a Handbasket, uh, which is a little different, but kind of the same. It's like chopped, but with baskets. Very similar to this, but also very different. Thank you, guys. Thank you, real audience people, for coming and laughing and listening to our jokes. And uh, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Thanks. Bye-bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening. We had a lot of good folks 
hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, yo, yo. few cannabis vape lounges yo, Mike, in San Francisco. Mike, yeah, that's good. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for yo, 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 yo. adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at yo, 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 yo. Both locations are open until 10 yo, yo, yo. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken, sci-fi, comedy, non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscope. Some something live on the air, you know. Live music's always the best music. Cool. And now, Kelly Gordon. I don't know. I'll sing. You just you just go ahead. Go ahead. You do something. We're gonna have Albert on the uh, accordion. We're gonna have Barb on the drums. She's just gonna hit things. She she can just like. Uh, Play drums on anything. Say, so check it out. We got these, uh, these, okay, go ahead. I'm waiting. We're still waiting. Just play that fucking thing, dude. You take it to the, give, give me that, give me that goddamn guitar. Give me that guitar. No, you don't want to play it? Oh, I should have, dude. I should have just wailed this. All right, what song? Let's do a cover or something. Let's do a cover. I want to take them all. 
pig. Yeah, you. Hey, pig, 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 piggy, pig, pig. Busted back and broken bones Left me standing here all alone Little piggy gonna find something new Gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing gonna stop me now Nothing gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing gonna stop me now. Hey, pig. Things didn't work out like we planned. Hey, pig. There's a lot of things I thought you could help me understand. What am I supposed to do? Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing going to stop me now. Well, there you go. Kelly, now it's your turn. That was Nine Inch Nails. It, was, it goes out to all you pigs out there. You know who you are. You can play anything. Hendrix, The Doors, one of your own things. You could just play some blues. Let's do some blues. That'd be cool. It's up to you. No, that was cool. Let's let's roll with that. It's so out of tune. No, it's just so in tune. Just just roll with it. Try. Just try, baby. a piece of me when she goes no oh, fuck it dude you gotta play some rhythm there i can't sing over that shit I can't, I can't no rhythm no you, you're just as loud as i can do you're floored all right hey thanks for listening to roxy roller radio show if you want to just play on your own though i'm gonna let you do that shit i'm gonna go uh sample that merchandise and uh so just like play you want to play anything you want you are you just over it oh yeah you could play i'm just saying i just won't sing over it what you feel it yeah yeah you don't want to play? No, I do. Uh, not, not on that thing, dude. It's not too we should go like get the piano going, too. Let's get a jam going. What do you think? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Oh, I guess I should play one more song, then. We in OT. We'll go walking with the beast, right?
one of my favorite songs by Gun Club. Hey Albert, that shit was fucking weird. What? You fucking you. you <laughs> what the hell? I just ate some. That was LSD. What? Oh shit. It's hey. Good. It's good. It's chill, man. Yes. Nice dreams. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna. I'm just, why isn't this shit working, dude? It sucks. Come on, man. Oh, here we go. Why isn't it working? Yeah, I don't know. This song should like this should hey, be can going. I read these song we should have music off? going. Hey, this Rox, is terrible. Rocks, can I read these song titles off? Yeah, this, go for it. So I found this Jimi Hendrix album right in the used section at Thrill House Records. Right. And um, I love getting the off stuff, and you know they have legal problems with Jimi Hendrix and his, you know, the family, and you know he signed all these bad contracts. That's true. So I have, I got this one. It's like from Italy, and it sounds like he's in like a lounge. You can hear the glasses like cheering and sh you okay. know whatnot. And it's cool like late at night, but this one I found. Like Red House, okay. On side one, it's Red House. We, right. we know Red House. There's a Red House over yonder. But yeah. Do you know these rocks? Wipe the sweat. Whoa, a. Hey, I had go I, go shoes under the table. I think I have part that album. one, dude. Part one. Don't get don't get cocky. Part one, dude. I'm not, not part getting two. cocky. I'm just saying I think I got that one. Side two, Groove Maker or Groove Maker, baby. Right. That's what Jimmy Hendrix would say. People's people. He, he beat a Groove Maker. Hey, rocks. You ready for Murderer's Row right here? You're from New York. You're from the Bronx, right? Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. You ready for Jimi Hendrix's Murderer's Row? You know, I don't think the Yankees, I guess, so what was that? Like Lou Gehrig and like... Uh, Babe, Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But you ready for Jimmy's on side two? People's... Why not? People's Peoples. I know blues, that song. Blues Blues, Lime Lime, and She's a Fox. Dude, Jimmy's a poet. Beat, what can you say? I mean, I don't know. That's just like... He just mailed that in, but it's cool how it's like... Whoa, you, know, you should check this thing Whoa, out. A um, is one song title, dude. There's like uh, it's from 1965, I think, like before Jimmy kind of did it, and it's like these two guys dancing. They seem really happy. They like each other a lot, and he's like one of these oh. backup guys. So I'm gonna try to punch up that video. Or I'll try to send it to you. But um, what were we gonna play anyway? Oh, uh, play uh, some Jimmy, dude. That's cool. No, I already put a Neon Lobster on. Okay, Neon Lobster. Bloody stump, dude. Do it. This thing ain't turning on, dude. Yeah, I'll do it. No, that's cool. You know how to do it. No, the, the light went off. Okay, cool. Like this? Just do it. No, nope, it's feedback again, that's dude. That's not it. That's not it. Come on, brother. You want me to? Oh, here, I'll got it. Oh, sorry. My bad. There you go. What'd you do? I did that. Well, whatever. Good job. Right? Is it a 45? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. So we're gonna hear one more song because he did bring in this like lovely vinyl. So we'll just say we figured we'd play a little bit before we head out, head out to the highway. We've got nothing to lose at all. That's cool. It's like an industrial thing. All right, off, dude. dude. You're not gonna turn off. There we go. Okay, cool. That's not it, huh? This is a great band called Leftover Crack.
West Coast niggas, yeah, they more fans, nigga. I know I'm the man, baby, bring your friends with you. Putting points up while you in the stands, nigga. But I've been stuck in these streets, you in the background. Ever since they took my brother, got a pack rounds. Sorry, mama, two bells, took a bad route. I done got my bands up, a nigga stack now. But we've been still OT on that bullshit. I don't wanna have to do it, empty full clips. Why these niggas talking robbing, they don't do shit. High Cali niggas tapped in, we a cook shit. Busting on my neck, niggas reach, get stretched. Rocking with this tech, niggas better wear vests. Last year I was broke, young nigga in the crest. Now I show 20 better broke, niggas keep the rest. I wish a nigga was. I wish a nigga was. IE.com today for showtimes and tickets. This is the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. This is the show where comedians do four-minute sets, and there's four minutes of critiques by their pedian, comedian peers, their comedians, their comedian peers, and uh, everyone's going to learn and have a good time. Uh, remember, means you have a minute, and you hear that horn, you have a minute. Get used to what a minute feels like. <laughs> it's a good thing to learn here at Joke Workshop. Uh, but hey, remember everybody, the microphones are out there for you to give constructive and wonderful comments on your comedian peers. Take notes. Uh, I'll be back here taking notes. And uh, and that's that's how it works. You know, we're all here to learn and, uh, and work things out. New jokes, new stuff. Uh, and some comedians are just new, so everything they do is new. It doesn't even matter. All the material is new. It's great. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's a lovely human being. He runs the board every Friday at happy hour. That's another open mic we have here on Fridays from 6 to 8. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. You're too kind. You're too kind. If I had some money, I would put it in the bucket, but I'm going to put it on it. <sighs> I was thinking about one thing that was funny to me. I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Great balls of fire. Thank you, right? Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Ba -bum -ba -bum. One of like the, the progenitors of all the music that you like today. If you like, like rap music, comes from fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that, right? Honestly, it's weird, but if you take the time to look it up, it's there. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> what I always found weird about him was there's a world full of women, and the one fucking person he landed on was his second cousin. Isn't that weird? It's like nine billion people in the world, and how in the fuck do you land on your second cousin? Anyway, all right. Not as funny as I thought it would be. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's going to be awful. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's weird. All right. 
Superman the movie. Is it the dumbest title or the second dumbest title, right? Because it's called Superman, right? I figure, right, it's called Superman. You don't really have to give me two dots and then say it's the movie because I already paid fucking money to go see Superman dot dot the movie. And I was like, well, what the fuck, <laughs> right? Like, uh, where's the joke at? I was trying to write it down there. Eh, give the fuck next. All right. <laughs> This is why I don't do jokes anymore, Pam, because I'm, I get too stupid and then I can't remember anything. Anyway, oh girl. Let's, let's, let's stop doing that kind of joke shit. I hate that shit. I hate when I have shit in my hands. I hate when I feel, it makes me feel weird. Okay. Let me think about this for half a second. I, I bet, let me, this will be the end of the fucking five minutes. That's pretty good, okay? All right. What I really don't like about when like people's let's say my age or older or younger or something start talking about shit that they don't like. Well, first off, what I really don't like is you telling me what today is like. Okay? Cuz I already know what today looks like, okay? You know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody tell me a fucking airplane joke, "Hey man, when I was like 22 and I used to fucking fly all over the place, I used to be able to go up there in like 3 minutes, but nowadays I go over in the fucking airplane and TSA is up my ass with a fucking microscope. Can you believe that?" I know what today is like. I don't need you to tell me what TSA is like, okay, guy? You could leave out all that shit and hopefully put a joke in where the fucking first part was. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that goes on with me thinking about... I don't even know how the fuck I even got there, but I'm going to try to get there. Okay. But I think I get that way because I think about my old parents. And like, I have like old thinking, right? And I think sometimes, like, people think like, I hate when people call people, hey man, hey man, you got an old soul, right? Hey man, you got an old soul. And you're like, I don't have an old soul, I have old fucking parents. Cause they're like 38 years old in like they're I have old ovaries. Okay. <laughs> I have like old sperm and old ovaries. And that means I have old thinking and old thinking, I guess makes old souls. And at the end of the day, I got one fucking joke. Hey, Pam. Yeah, George, what's up? What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Stay up there, George. Yeah. I've got comments. I don't know if Jonathan does too. Uh, stay up there. Oh, yeah, it's comment time. It's comments time. All right. So, Monday, Monday. So, so first. I have to remember to tell a joke. So first you talked about your second cousin. Uh, or you talked about Jerry, Jerry Lewis's. Lewis's second cousin. And I would somehow open that up to yourself. And it's like maybe you talk about yeah. your second cousin or one that you, a family member you were attracted to. or I absolutely someone. had one. That would be weird. But, but that or, would be or funny. Or make one up or that your last name is Smith and you think everybody's related to you and so you're like I'm constantly afraid of fucking my second cousin so, but yeah. somehow I wish I had my pen on me why don't you throw me one of those pens from back there just, uh, just there's a pencil the stage. 
What was the thing when they threw the pencils at the stage? But just somehow relate it to you because, Fine. like, yeah, he was a creepy dude who was totally into his second cousin. Mm. But then the way to make it funny is to Mine. make it yours. Yeah. <laughs> and then with Superman the movie, I would do the same tag, like Superman the real man. Mine. Super- Superman like the Ubermensch. Superman Nietzsche style. Like Superman, like Superman the movie. Yeah, okay, but what Superman? What? What else could you put? You know, yeah, I know. Superman loves Nutella. Like I don't know, that, whatever. That, that. <laughs> dot dot dot. So those were my comments. Oh, cool. Anybody else got any more comments for my horrifying set? I had the same couple of things, like along the lines of what Pam was saying. That tell I mean, a you joke make, once. <laughs> you know, this idea with his second cousin. Like, how can you? I mean, is his sister even hotter? You know, or like, is there some lyrics in his song that you can yeah, joke yeah, about? Yeah, for sure I could. Yeah, yeah lyrics. He got most inspired at family reunions. Like something that goes a little further. No, there either. absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Like maybe he caught syphilis Goodness from gracious. his Goodness gracious. He caught syphilis from my his fucking cousin. cousin. Who gives a fuck? You get like, it's like such cousin. an easy joke. That's why I hate fucking writing comedy. Because like. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's easy? Yes. 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 Huh. Make me so fucking mad. Okay. Hold up. Uh, the movie, the thing that you're laughing at is that they're calling something that's obviously a movie what it is. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of some for you and I couldn't, but mm. there's got to be some others like, do you go to the DMV for a driver's license? And, or do you go for a driver's license and they call it the DMV? Yeah, there you go. That's or, funny. I don't know. That's dumb. Or, but like, I mean, you can get annoyed. Or it's dumb. Christopher Reeves <laughs> fell off a horse and died. You know, like, <laughs> is that what that the movie know. called? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he was super Coca Cola. You know what I don't worry about is Coca Cola. <laughs> you know what I do worry about is Coca Cola, not cocaine anymore. It's fucked up, right? I'd rather have a Coca Cola than a fucking snort of cocaine every day of the week. It's so fucked up. Anyway, all right. I have so many better jokes on whatever I just said, but thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Goodbye. Yay, George D. Smith. Yay. Today in the fills, we're listening to corn because I find it to be very throwback to when I was teaching junior high. And I find that sometimes joke workshop feels like teaching junior high, but your next comedian, man, actually you look like the, uh, like the, the principal that everybody would want to fuck. I could totally see you walking around the halls in a, in a high school with that suit on and like everybody be like, you fucking, I want to fuck the principal too. Everybody put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Nice, thank you. No, I um, I'm dressed like this because I'm actually uh, a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um, but actually, if you guys want to buy a house, please do talk to me after. <laughs> or if any of you blow up, if any of you blow up, I'm I get the comedy circuit, okay? I woke up this morning and I went to work. I called it a daymare. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> So you guys, I was uh, I was on the phone with my sister today, and she told me that she caught my eight-year-old niece kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was, yeah, I was walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I was like, damn, that's crazy, because I just saw a grown man making six figures ride by on a scooter wearing a helmet and a backpack. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like trip off that. Like my eight-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. She like she one day was like kicked on her scooter. She's like, fuck this. I'm gonna see what's going on in those bushes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know.
know, ladies, I don't know if you, you're single, the only women in, I don't know if you're single, but do, are you guys single? Yeah, do you like being single in San Francisco? Yeah, it's, a, it's an appropriate response, actually. It's kind of a weird city to be single in. It's like a weird mix of, um, I don't know, awkward with too much money and then just kind of dicks. Like, I, I, got, I got nagged the other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to overlook you. <laughs> I got nagged. Do you guys know what nagging is? Yeah? Like a guy kind of like some backhanded compliment so that you think you have to like make yourself look good to him. So he comes up to me, he goes, you know, I usually talk to women that are younger, uh, but you have a nice body. It looks like you work on it too much. <laughs> and like immediately I was like, oh my God, I want him in my mouth. You know, <laughs> what kind of black magic is this? But then I had to just take a deep breath, get off my knees, like gather myself. And I was like, no, that was kind of rude. Um, but, but it's like, what's his goal? You know, like best case scenario, he gets me home, right? That's, that's the idea. And then we're naked together. And then I see his little tiny, teeny, incy beansy, pathetic soul, you know, cause guys, we can see that when we fuck you, we can, we can. Women are weird though. We we like work at finding something wrong with us. Uh, I had this friend who's like, my fingers are chubby below the knuckles, <laughs> or like I have wrinkles on the back of my neck. <laughs> like I have a terrible personality. I was like, girls, be easy on yourselves. You know, none of these things matter. <laughs> um, I was on an all-female show the other night, actually, and there was this girl on stage that was just really really getting on her boyfriend's case for coming too fast. And I was kind of like, damn, you know, I was sitting in the audience, like, getting jealous. <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking dream, come too fast. Are you kidding me? Like, get that out of the way so we can focus on pleasing me and listening to me talk, you know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking amazing. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, I'll leave it on this. Um, since all this hashtag me too stuff's been going on, my boyfriend wanted to talk to me about consent. And I was like, baby, you know, I'm, I'm consenting all the time. Like for those of you who know a little bit about me, I'm very forward. You know, I'll say things like, this post-pubescent puss is really in the mood for that wiener, you know? <laughs> like very clear, you know? Like come on down to the quick and easy, you know what I mean? He was like, that's what I wanna talk about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently my consent to him really feels like assault. <laughs> We're in a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a catch-22 here. <laughs> you guys have been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for listening. Allison Hooker! Hope you can help me with my joke. Yay, yay. Well, the opening with the eight-year-old being more worldly is awesome. And then you did great crowd work with comics even. Like, good for you. Uh, rude, I feel like you can call him a nigger. I, I is that too much? I mean, I know you work with Hella Funny, so that your audience probably is there. But if you talk about negging for a while, and then you say, he was a rude negger, that's going to get, I mean, am I playing too hard to that? No. Uh, and then um, I also think that soul, I mean, there's a lot of ways to turn that, like, you know, so tiny his bank account and be like, I am a hooker. Ah, you know, like yeah. the, the soul, I don't think it has the payoff that you, I think there might be a better payoff there okay. with something else. And then I think at the end, once you say wiener, which is hilarious, you should call back to the eight year old in the beginning. 
Okay. Because it's like it's in the bush, but now actually you have bush, so it's like you're. <laughs> I don't know. There's okay. Some kind of eight-year-old callback there, especially when you're like my pre-bed wiener. Like it's very childish. Okay. It's funny. Thanks. Comments. Yeah. I really liked your set. Um, I especially liked how you can complain about things and people, like, you know, complaining about social circumstances without being too cruel. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because oh, I suck at that myself. And <laughs> I'm going to take some notes from like you on that. I don't like being mean to people. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to learn how to complain without you know, putting other people down. So right I, I like that you do that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thanks. Other comments? Yay! Allison <laughs> Hooker! And guys, if you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan. <laughs> Hey guys, are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? <laughs> so I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, so when I told, when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, that's great, honey. But are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi? Like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. Sounds like Sadik. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. <laughs> I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. 
Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I could only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like she would call my house and be like, hi Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or my friends call me the Duchess. Or you're getting fatter, fatter. Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75. <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date. And I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do. Um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it? Bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay. You guys are awesome. Uh, I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar, okay. like me, myself, and I. Or I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what was the third? An accountant, something, and a stand-up comedian. Why walk? In, we walk into a bar, or whatever the three of you are. Uh, and surfing is. Um, I'm surprised because you know it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that. Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, it's not, it's, it's, I don't know, surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the, the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision. <laughs> circumcision is choice is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision is choice is decision. A anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just, it's a movement that exists. So I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in, in whatever, uh, but that's all movement is for them to have. Like, yeah. It's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't, that kids, you don't, not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. yeah, it's oh. circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement, yeah. but that's why, I mean, your joke, the concept is very edgy of what you're going to. And I, and I like that. And I would just keep delving cause I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like, I don't know. It's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not? Or it's a Jew thing. It's, we white people do it because we're lazy. Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's fine. I actually knew someone in college who said that um, circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world, which wow. I, yeah, I wouldn't call it number one, but <laughs> that's, that's probably a little too far. But yeah, no, it's a real thing. So you can play with that. I also, I really like the premise of uh, like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you, you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke, but I, I really just wanted you to say like, mom, it could be her last date. Like, <laughs> like that's, she's got only so much time. Like that's a, that's a fun premise premise to play with. So, um, yeah, that was great. I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer, 
that uh, if you, uh, it's, you're, it's supposed to be singing, right? Like there are notes yeah. in it. If you pronounce that a little bit more, I think it might accentuate the snip part. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I also like the, the line that you had where uh, you were saying like, um, most people don't know, want to know about their grandma's sex life. But I do, right? Yeah. Like I just like that, like pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just like a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad, because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just like so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? And yeah. just like that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly! Yay, Dvorak has done. Along here on the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he he was on a virgin um, a podcast called Some Call Me Tim a while back, and uh, it was a great interview, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, he's here now. He's a great storyteller. He's a funny guy. Put your hands together for Justin Q. Thank you. Um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think, I think we need to hang out if you, if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right until my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true. The odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out, actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, I could take all that time and money, and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it. But you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating. I actually sleep with a ton of women every year, which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight. Um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with. And that's, that is wrong to do. It's the number times height over weight. It's 2018, learn math. 
Um, I would quit online dating. I'm sick of it. But it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. <laughs> um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap-on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is hope anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like, before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer. <laughs> I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. <laughs> Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? Thank you. Justin Q. Wow. You have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but and that works for this medium, but having it, and there, it's really good writing and it's probably new stuff, but memorization will help you just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with, you said you shoot, you're going to shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to, it's hard to make a suicide joke. Uh, funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton, the ton Why thing, I like this chick. your math jokes, the reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes, but no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really, really funny. The, ton and mm -hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very very clever very mm -hmm. clever 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 mm -hmm. so yay i just say just memorize all that shit and you're yeah, good to go that's the yeah i keep rewriting it and i can never remember the order but i'm trying to finalize it yeah i would okay this forgive me if this sounds weird but i think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier because yeah. that yeah. was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't a, like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh funny. i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything uh like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year which is okay i'm not i'm mm -hmm. actually not that guy mm -hmm. so but i'm saying if you do that ton joke uh like if you say i've slept with a ton of women in my life and it's like that's like two or three like um then maybe it's a little tighter and so life and not year yeah i think i i think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more uh oh so it makes me look more like a 
like it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because if you sleep with and a ton of women of and there's, so there's four this, of them, that means they were all 255. You're calling them fat, which is so like instead of every year, just I've it's only because of online dating I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah, which is I think yeah you could say in my life or not, but yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those. Um, those jokes that got laughs here, because when you got laughs, they were quick. They yeah. were very quick jokes, and that's those are fucking great. So mm-hmm. yeah, do that. That was, that was fun. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, do that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to. Yeah, dude, super clever. A lot thank of you. really clever, funny stuff. Um, I was just the, uh, the only thing I was going to point out was that like for your darker jokes that landed for me, what really made it like made me feel comfortable despite how dark they could be. Yeah. Was just like you had like a little like smile on your face just to kind of let like the, everybody know that you're you know you're just like we're having fun. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like I know you can't hear it on the radio. But but, but you. Sorry, it you came can, across. You can hear a little. It, it yeah. came across listening wise, like you can that hear you were very likable. You can hear and, smiles. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It just made it fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was cool. Thanks very much. Hello. Um, my only thought was I I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that have the like moment, I would almost want to see them earlier because like yeah, I someone almost, told me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we we start to like really like you and then you do like a bomb drop. I'm like wait. <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones? The, like the ones uh, right. Yeah, the one where you like I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. Right. Like, okay. So like anything that that's really earlier. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Because I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh, I'm gonna have to run that by. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good, very um, helpful though. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Here's just one suggestion. Live in your jokes more. Be like louder and like more present. Yeah, I don't yeah, and I don't do that enough. Stand by the things you're saying firmly. Yeah. And that's it. And I'm then there'll them, be yeah. jokes and I'm, then you'll be fine. I'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works and yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. you're right. More more Yeah. Yeah. Just memorize them. And then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out, because it's memorized, it'll, you'll see what, it's, then you can play with it that yeah, way. Yeah. I think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it rather than trying to plan which way you want. Like, right. just learn the words first and you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't care any way you learn the words when you learn them, land on them and stay on them. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. I like That's it. all I'm saying. I think that would be good for you because like at least... You know, you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody cool. clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? <laughs> so, if you guys have been watching uh, the March Madness, like all the basketball tournaments that are going on, yeah, I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like um, uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. 
so yeah um I, it was similar um when i in high school when i was trying to read lords of the flies have you read you guys read lords of flies yeah um so i had a really hard time i couldn't i didn't read it i was listening to it on an audiobook because that's what i do um and uh i had a really hard time listening to it because it was like piggy blue uh, piggy bent down and blew the conch i'm like i okay i can't listen to this smut this is this is too much for me uh yeah so i i have a dirty mind i guess um i started looking at porn when i was nine years old um I, it was in playboys in my grandfather's bathroom um now as an adult looking back it was i i, I, they're, I they were really dirty thinking about it thinking about those magazines are probably really dirty not not because of the imagery but because they were my grandfather's porn collection yeah um uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. I have a lot of uh, nicknames and stuff like that. Um, in high school, someone someone would call me freak, and then they would like run down the hall um, as if I was like gonna cast a spell at them or something. And then I would yell back, "But I went to your brother's funeral!" Um, yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Yes. Um, yeah, so there was rumors. There's been rumors about me uh, because I'm weird. Um, like uh, like that I slept with the math teacher and gave myself an abortion and um, kept a fetus in a jar. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It's not really, it's not true. Um, it was with the science teacher. Why else would you keep the fetus in a jar? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think what else is, what else is going on in my life? I don't know. I got a pap smear the other day. If you're not familiar with the pap smear, that's uh, when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure, uh, and the state pays for it because I got Medi-Cal. Um, so that's they found out that uh, my uh, cervix is right leaning. Um, so there's no there's no health problems with that. It's just there will be more debates when I have to get an abortion. Um, I, but I, I am left leaning. I only have tattoos on the left side of my body um but uh yeah uh, i think yeah i think that's good uh i think that's what i'm working on today so thank you Cass inglesby oh, yay. um when you were doing the cast a spell thing i was like why because you were carrying a harry potter wand or um, was it like magic like witchcraft magic like from the craft where you were like lighting candles or was it you know harry potter witchcraft like with you were playing quidditch in the halls something fucking weird and uh left leaning i feel like you have a tag there where you can get political and you can be like you know i i only cried about bernie sanders once or something something like left leaning because obviously like i'm left leaning all my tattoos are on one side and you know i you know something super leftist and and everyone should have homes well, although that's not funny and that's true but some think of something super like left leaning that people would say that are like you know on the verge of socialism i'm sure you can come up with lots of things <laughs> okay uh before i compliment you i want to make sure you're doing this on purpose that your sorry your delivery is great i think it's very funny the way that you're, it's sort of like unconfident you look at the floor and you're you know it's very got a nerdy vibe you're doing that on purpose um it started out as not on purpose and then i started utilizing it as as part of okay. what i do yeah cool i think that's i think that's great i think that can go very far um one thing for me was I 
for a couple of your jokes, I wasn't really sure whether you had made the punchline or not, and I think you could clarify that. So when you said your cervix is right-leaning, I thought where you were going with that was that it has Republican political opinions. Mm, yeah. And that yeah. was the joke, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. totally sure of that oh, when you okay. finished. <laughs> so you can I say your uterus voted for yeah. <laughs> Trump or something, yeah, yeah, or something like my, my uterus put in for Ted Cruz. Something that leads up to the rest <laughs> of the way there, but I, th I think that was all okay. pretty good. My uterus has Santorum in it. Sorry. We looked up Santorum today, and boy, was that fun. He did, he did something else again, terrible. He was like something in the real news and Jonathan was like, Rick Santor. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing with, has to do with anal sex. And he's like, what? But anyways, sorry, totally not. Is anybody had any other comments or will you tell us where your upcoming shows are? Cause I know you produce things. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I co-host a radio show on another station, sorry. No, no, um, FCC free. You yeah, get, so, we have no problem with FCC free. Okay, cool. Tell them about it. What days, yeah, um, times, so where to download? It's great. Yeah, so on Sundays from uh, noon to two, it's called What's Really Happening with uh, Luke Sauer and I'm the co-host. Um, so you can, can check that out in FCC free radio. Absolutely. Yeah. FCCfree.com.org which way is it? Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't you produce a show at Slate? Yes, on uh, every fourth Saturday at Slate Bar, um, it, uh, I produce a show. Um, it's from seven to nine uh, every fourth Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Everybody, Cass Inglesby. <laughs> All right, moving right along, your next comedian. She's actually on an upcoming uh, showcase at Milk Bar, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about it after her jokes. Put your hands together for Angel Weaver! What's going on, everybody? Party time. Um, I recently got really sick. And I think it was from a mic, an open mic. And I was like, I kind of wish open mics were more like strip clubs where you have to wipe it down afterwards. It's disgusting. Uh, but I lost my voice. But I went to, don't worry, I'm not contagious, Kaiser said. Sometimes I wonder if doctors just say that to get new business, you know? <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not contagious. <laughs> Go to work. Breathe on people. I love it. Um, but I do have this... <laughs> Uh, I'm sad that joke went so well because I can't use it when I'm not sick. Okay, um, so I have this raspy voice that I think is cool now. I kind of wish my voice sounded like this all the time because then I could be like a phone operator, like, hey, big daddy. You know, like, what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, yeah. Number five with fries, pull up to the next window for your total. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Me Too movement, which I think is really sad. Like people are just assholes. Um, and but and I, it made me start thinking. I was like, has this happened to me? Like, has this happened to me? Like, has someone given me a pill before sex and tried to take advantage of me? And I was like, I definitely haven't been given a pill before, but I've definitely been asked to take one after. You know. <laughs> Plan B. Plan B is interesting. I'm like, Plan B is an interesting name for a pill. 
that uh, doesn't allow for you to get pregnant because like there's so many other options, you know? Like it's definitely not the second option. Like there's condoms, there's birth control, there's the POM, the pull out method. Like there's a ton of things that you can do, but I started thinking about it and I was like, well, all of those things have a little bit of a risk, right? Like condoms are not 100%. Neither is birth control, neither is a pull-out method. So maybe plan B makes sense because plan A, the only thing that's going to really prevent pregnancy, uh, anal. <laughs> plan A for anal. <laughs> so when I was writing that joke, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure it was true. I was like, can you get pregnant from anal, though? Um, and it turns out you can if a little bit of sperm just travels from your asshole right into your vagina. So you're welcome, in case you guys were wondering that. I was like, if you get pregnant from anal, your kid is definitely going to be an ass, right? <laughs> He's going to be an asshole. Uh, speaking of kids, I don't see a lot in San Francisco, but I did see a mom and a daughter getting on BART the other day, and the daughter went to go sit in the reserve seating, and the mom was like, no, you can't sit there. Like, those are for special people. And the daughter, like, in all her cuteness was like, but aren't I special? <laughs> and the mom was like, honey, no. <laughs> and, like, went, and, went, and I was like, that is such good parenting. Like, I feel like when I'm a parent, that's definitely something that I'm going to do. Um, all right, I'm going to end on an Uber pool joke because I feel like I tell Uber pool jokes all the time. So I take a lot of Uber pools. Um, and one thing that I love about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's going to be before they come. And I really wish men would start doing the same, you know, <laughs> like an hour too long. Cancel. I don't need that. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Yay. Angel glad you're feeling better uh, how nice that you have uh, insurance yeah. <laughs> yeah I can hear it in your voice but I'm glad you're feeling better the, uh, really funny stuff um, the only thing I would be careful of is um, it, this is so weird but I mean like uh, maybe like six years ago even I did a joke about the butthole cum going into your vagina and becoming a baby. So, uh, there's, um, I, I, I know I'm sorry. I just, it's, I know it's so obscure no, and I'm no, sure no, it would be helpful. like, but it's one of those things where like I did this one joke in the beginning and I, it was about how much pubic hair I have. And I was like, I have a chastity pelt. And I thought I was so fucking original. I was like, I'm the smartest person alive. And then like, I met like six other people that had the same punchline and I was like, Oh, but just yeah. something to be. I don't know. Aware of? Aware of, yeah. I mean, but it's mighty specific. But you're, it was very funny. You're, you're even, even low energy. You're still really entertaining to watch. And no, I mean, I know. And, and, and the stuff about sickness, like that's all really topical and you're talking and you have great personality. And so it's just enjoyable to, you know, listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked your first joke about how people fucking get sick and fucking talk right into a microphone and spit all over the goddamn microphone and please don't fucking do that oh my god but no it's great um now the other the other thing is um you did it and you're fucking you're a great writer like you've 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 got this shit down you do you pace 
uh, when you're on stage. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it gives this it gives this like sense that you're not as confident as mm -hmm. you are or should be. Okay. Um, so just try like doing a set where you just got your feet just in place. And even if you don't like tell a fucking joke the whole time, just like as long as your feet stay still, that's a good set. And just kind of see how it feels and see if see if it like helps shit land better. But, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Helpful. Yeah, I just want to echo what Max said about the first joke. It's super clever, and I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> tell, tell us about your upcoming showcase at Milk Bar. Yeah, I'm on a showcase the 13th of April at the Milk Bar. Uh, the show's produced by Graham Galloway and a couple other folks. Um, I'm also going to be at Cobbs on the 22nd. If anybody wants to get on my guest list, just slide my DMs. I'd be happy to add you. Uh, yeah, 13th and the 22nd of April. Come see me. Everybody, Angel Weaver! Yeah! with my music and it's off okay that was weird I was like what is happening with the world and the music yay alright you're next to me and he's been giving great comments all night long put your hands together for Casey Fields So uh, I know this is joke workshop, but I, I feel like um, I, I got to call an audible and uh, just um, uh, just be <laughs> just be really honest with you guys about um, uh, where I'm at. I just wanted because I just really need help with um, performance and truth and um, listening to your inner voice in comedy. And this seems like a supportive room. And I figured you guys are good to talk to about this because I have no one else to talk to about this. Um, so I'm an insecure person. Uh, I didn't know that I was up until like maybe recently. Um, but I am. And um, uh, OK, sorry. I'm going to actually put money in here just because you guys, I feel bad that you guys had to listen to this. And I know you guys didn't expect therapy. I don't have money for a therapist, but I came to put $5 in the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, I'm an insecure person. I, I, I grew up in a, in a uh, strict Christian uh, background. Like, that's where my, my, my mom is like a Japanese Christian, so it's like extra, like, persecuted Christian. And so it's really um, in my bones. And, uh, yeah. And... Um, it's uh, it's part of who I am to be kind of uh, afraid of things. And um, last year when I started doing open mics, uh, I started by doing like a lot of one-liners and um, those are like lots of fun. I still love one-liner comedy, you know, like it's really, really fun. And um, I, I eventually, like maybe about like four months in, started to get actual laughs, like people actually responded to things, uh, which was nice. But I still kind of felt this like, I, I wasn't, it, it didn't like satisfy that part of me. And I think it's because when I was growing up, um, comedy was not just an escape. It was a way for me to understand the world. Uh, I like grew up with like, um, you know, no cable, right? I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies, right? I, I got taken out of school when I was 15 because like my parents found out that they teach <laughs> evolution <laughs> in school. <laughs> 
I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cosmos blew my mind last year. It really, like, anyway. Uh, and, uh, it, it, and uh, one of the things that I really struggle with, just because of this, this who I am, is uh, I, I wanted to be like a lot of these other open micers, like Valley Vernali, right? Um, Greg Gettle, um, yeah. you know, Matthew Quirk, these people that come up on stage and it feels really real because they're, they're really speaking their truth, right? Even if you might disagree with them, it's still their truth and their voice. And it felt so, it, that's what really made me laugh, that like gut level laugh, yeah. right? And I was like, I, I just wanna, I wanna fucking do that. I wanna do that so bad. And I got around to writing that material, like finally, recently, I felt like, and um, this last week I've been hitting mics hard with, <laughs> You guys, <laughs> and, and, you know, and everybody here I've seen, right? And um, it, I, uh, I've, I've been I've been chasing it really hard, and I've, I've noticed that one of the hardest things for me is to make eye contact with people in the room. And even though I can, I, I know my set by heart when I'm rehearsing at home and just pacing back and forth in my, in my bedroom, I, I, when I go on stage, I, I make eye contact with the audience and the words just fall apart. I fuck up the order, right? I get the, I get the um, beats wrong, right? The, my, my, um, my timing gets all fucked up. And um, I, I just wanted to, I, I know I'm not alone. I know everybody has nerves. This takes a lot of courage to come up on stage. That's part of what it is, right? It's like, it's an act of bravery. You, it, that's what, there has to be stakes, right? You're kind of expressing yourself. So I just want to know if you guys have any tips. <laughs> I know you might just be like, I don't know, man, you might have to see a doctor and get medicated. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, and that's okay too, if you don't, if there are no answers, but uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything, with, you know, for warming up, just getting comfortable with audiences. Maybe it's just time, like, I, I, you know, um, but uh, that's all I uh, wanted to share. So thanks. Casey Fields. Okay, first I have a tag for you. Your ja mom was a Japanese Christian. It was no loaves, five fish. <laughs> right? Because it was, it's supposed to be five loaves and two fish. And then with that, he did the miracles and fed hundreds of people. But Japanese Christians are no loaves, five fish. I think that's fucking hilarious. But uh, we can start that conversation you wanted to start with people, which is, um, you know, how do you get comfortable? What do you, how do you do? Do you have like a warm up? Do you, you know, do you look at, do you do ad crowd work? Do you practice crowd work? Like, what do you do? Yeah. You said you started like. I mean, uh, no, I, um, I, I used to be able to look people in the eye when the, I wasn't invested in the joke, right? When it wasn't me in it. Uh, but when I started expressing myself and being actually honest, sure. right? And not just making up fun little absurd things. Right. Uh, that's when things started to fall apart. And I know it's something just in here. I, kn I know it is. Um, and I was just wondering, yeah, if you guys have any tips. <laughs> First of all, stop telling yourself you're insecure. Okay, that's good. That's a little bit of neurolinguistic programming. That's if you if you remember that everybody feels like you could be judged for saying something that's yeah. true about yourself, and we all just walk around doing it anyway. You just go, well, I'm not. There's, I'm not worse than them. I'm not different than them. I can be confident in what I say too. Yeah. So, uh, tip number two: go slow. Take a five minute, take a three minute bit, and do it in five minutes, so that you have time to think while you're on stage. So that you can, so that you don't fuck up every time. So that you can take a minute and just go, 
I'm going to do this right because then you'll get it in your muscles and you'll do it right faster next time. It's like playing an instrument. Your body's an instrument. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. That's what I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to basically say what he said. Just basically. I think that one's off. Slow down. I think that one got turned off somehow. The <clears throat> switch on it. Yeah, there's a switch on it, isn't there? Okay. Here we, is it on now? Yeah, now it is. All right. Well, I was just going to say just calm down, relax, and don't just think about... Remember that these are the same people that you were telling those old, dumb, like, quick jokes at. Yeah. Right? And not just that. They're just a bunch of fuckers. And, like, you just look at them. And look, I swear to God, in my head, I think about my high school class. And I think about how bunch of shitheads they are. And then, like, I go, like, oh, well, it, if I'm not at least talking to them. You know, what am I talking at? Yeah. I need to, like, talk to somebody that I, like, needs to hear what I'm saying. And that's, like, kind of part of it, like, at least for me. Like, if I was just talking to, like, I don't know, just nothing. I don't know. It's, like, bullshit. But, like, I need to be able to think about the thing, the, like, the target in my mind and be confident in the things that you are saying. And if you believe in the things that you're saying, you'd be able to look anybody in the eye, right? Because that's what you believe in. If you believe in the thing that you say, you'll be able to look anybody in the eye and say it, right? Actually, I, no, that's my problem. <laughs> oh, well, I guess maybe you don't believe what, you, or what you're saying, right? Well, like, like the jokes that you are saying, mm -hmm. you don't believe in the jokes? No, I believe in them. Well, it's just scary. To, it's scary to tell people the truth. It's scary to tell people the truth is what I'm telling do you. Fuck wait, them. Casey, Casey, do you have anything else in your life? Do you have a real job or any other kind of like thing that you do with your life besides sure. comedy right now? Yeah. You have, what is that? Well, I just, I write training documents. Like I just. What does that mean? It's like basically That's like awesome. I have to go. <laughs> I, I basically do a lot of grunt work for like it's like contract writing, uh -huh. you know, or just like that kind of stuff. Like you, you know, like you write manuals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, is there any of your own voice in anything you. that you're writing or is it all not for work? So, but that's interesting because you're constantly cr using a, your creative tool for something that has zero creativity in it. Yep. True. And that's, so when you're practicing your craft, the way that you are constantly, you're a writer, but the things that you're forced to write are these things that have no personality. So then of course you're like, I'm going to write, I'm going to write these absurd things that have nothing to do with me because what you're writing anyways has nothing to do with you. So I would challenge you to just, and don't even think about it as comedy, just have like a diary or just a straight book that you force yourself to write in about anything about yourself yeah. for like 20 minutes a day. Okay. The, the and thing but be, but hey, pure, be purely personal because the writing that you practice every day is banal and has no connection to yourself. Right. And the writing that you're crafting comedically also has nothing to do with yourself, but it's clever because you're using the craft of writing as like a puzzle to put things together and be comedic. Right. But so work on that part of you that's just you being personal with yourself. And then you'll see that that other craft you're using will have something to draw from. Got it. 
Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So I have a, another comment. I think that with open mics, there's a lot of pressure to be um, at the same level as other people at the open mics because people have been doing doing them comedy for 10 years or three years, whatever, however long they've been doing it. So there's a pressure to be at the same level that they're at. Where I think that you need to look at what level you are you're at, and if you if you need to practice at looking people in the eye, just take the time of an open mic, just stare at the audience. Like, yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. yeah. Don't say a word. Just look at every people will laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eventually nice. it'll get uncomfortable enough, right? <laughs> I had a, something that from what you just said, you um, are are you worried that people will disagree when you tell them what you what you're feeling? I don't know. I I think I I can't really articulate it that much. It's just like this I you know, I think a lot of it is like I have that negative thought, like you're you're fucking pathetic or you're fucking stupid for expressing this. Like nobody's interested in so, this. So right? you, you think people are going to either be bored or not. bored, uninterested, um, unrelatable, uh, lots of things. Just so basically any negative. Can you just let them be? Nope. Let them. Just do? let them do that. Oh yeah. And just and just say okay, these people are bored with it, but the next group might not be. Hmm. Just face reject. Just be like, they're just going to reject it. Yeah. Just, not not everyone is going to like it. Okay. Yeah, that's actually really simple and good. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I just wanted to add, um, I'm by no means a comedy expert, but from a practical standpoint, like maybe just setting small goals, right? Like maybe it's like, I just want to look at one person in the eye for one joke. Like that's my goal for tonight. And maybe the next night it's like, okay, I'm going to look at two people and it's three, but like just setting small goals. Cause if you just base it off of like, I never look at anybody that's so far away, yeah. but if you put like a number to it, I know that helps me when I'm have a goal of my own cool thank you okay. i have one comment if so thanks for sharing all that yeah. i really appreciated like that vulnerability and I, also i think like i don't know i thought it was like funny when you were talking about your mom like i feel like yeah. there could like there is that was like really funny and how she's like japanese and christian and also how yeah. she like like you stopped going to school because of evolution like i feel like there you could like harp on that like contradiction like you know japanese like the stereotype is you know they really want you to stay in school but yeah so that was definitely a conflict like maybe just like delve into that conflict more like cool christianity kind of took over no yeah there's an irony there that's good yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks yeah. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Casey Field. Yay. It's therapy. It's joke work. It's joke workshop. Yay. Every Monday, 6 to 8. Uh, hey, I'm excited. We're moving into a max rock block. That's a rock block of max. This comedic max is here. Turns up to the max. Job rock max here. Mutiny Radio Job Workshop Max. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being silly. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for donating your two bucks. It really does help keep the station alive and float, and we really do appreciate it, especially when you get weird free therapy. It's crazy. Uh, and it's all uh, recorded, and there's a podcast. It's available on our website. You guys can always download it. I have you all tagged. Don't worry, it'll be on your page tomorrow. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. You're really going to love him. He's so incredibly likable. Yay! Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Um, you guys, things just aren't going well with me and my girlfriend right now. Um, 
No, I'm fucking with you. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, no, that's fine. Fuck, dude. I, honestly, those are conversations that people never have explicitly, but it did feel like we were in rent together right there. Like, we were just doing, like, a little support group. Like, we, we were, are all afflicted with the AIDS, and we are coming together. You know, that's good. I was in rent, so I can say that, right? That's, is, that, is that okay? Um, also, why, let's do this to the side a little bit. Um, okay, yeah, can you guys... Okay, I'm going to do... Uh, a joke I've been doing for a while, but I'm trying to tag it up. So just pretend you've never heard it before, okay? Um, uh, so you guys, I, I don't know if you, any of you know this, but I am bisexual. Um, and I'm, I'm not gay yet. I don't know if you've heard that. That's a joke I've got. But uh, I, uh, I told my sister I was bi, uh, and she said she doesn't believe in someone being bi. She believes you're either like, gay or you're straight or Okay, as she stop shut the fuck up, George. <laughs> oh yeah. How about okay, here here's a little contract, George. No, shut up, shut up. You can you can say one thing for every laugh you got during your set. Does that sound good? Okay. Uh, I'll keep talking. Nope, that's not <laughs> Go back it's recorded, so uh, check that out later. Um no people are trying to do fucking jokes, man. Stop. Uh so let's get back into my uh my sex jokes, everybody. Um fucking A. Um so uh yeah, she believes you're either like gay or you're straight, or she puts it, you're gay. <laughs> but she believes in dumb stuff all the time. Like um God no, that's no, that's mean. She doesn't believe in God. But uh, she believes in like personality tests like Myers Briggs. Has anyone here taken Myers Briggs? Like, or do you guys like believe in it? No. I do. <laughs> okay, Devorah, uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, what's your like? What is your 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 type? Like, what's your Myers Briggs type? I'm INTJ. INTJ. Is that like introvert, intuitive, thinking, and judging? Okay. Is that stop it? Um. Is that is that the one that likes kombucha or like? Like I, I don't remember that one. I got I'll figure out a tag for that. There's, that's fine. But uh, that's fine. I actually, um, uh, my sister, like she actually factors that into who she's gonna date. Uh, like she, so she's an E N, E F T J, I think. And uh, her, um, her ex Jeff was. Uh, fuck. What's the one where you cheat? <laughs> um, <laughs> He was that. He was that one. IMDb. I don't. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. But <laughs> no, she actually. I had to like console her when uh, like her ex-boyfriend cheated on her. She was just like, I thought like our our types were supposed to be like 99% compatible. Like how could this happen? And I was just like, maybe he was like a Virgo. I do you believe in that too? Like is, does that help? I don't. I'm not good at that stuff, man. People think I have a face like I can help you with relationship problems, and I can't. Um, and I'll write jokes for that later. Um, th okay, there we go. Um, well, okay, I spent um, half my fucking set uh, telling George to shut up, so, um, yeah, that was great. Shut, no, shut, I'll spend the, the last minute of my set telling you to shut the fuck up. People are trying to tell jokes up here, man. God damn it. It's like, we only get fucking 15 minutes a night to do this shit. Like, no one has to hear you talk. You know, if Casey spent the whole time asking a question about, like, how do I just get up here? I'll spend a minute saying, just shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I don't, 
God damn it. Someone's got to be the one to do it. I, I know I look like the nicest person. Like, I look like I'm not going to be the guy to say that because I look like an undercover Mormon or something. But <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll tell you to shut up. Like, God damn it. Like, just... If you were funny, like, then yeah. I don't care. No, if he if he didn't fucking every single time. No, fucking Casey's up here fucking bearing his soul. And he's just mm, just every time after everything he said. It's like let him say his fucking words, man. Let people tell their jokes. Okay, don't I don't need fucking I don't need like critiques. But I'm done. Uh, yeah, thanks. Elder Eddie, everybody, give it up for Elder Eddie. I actually have I have some good I have some good help. You wanted to tag for one of them, yeah. uh, and it's uh, you said I've used it as a callback a couple times. You're gay because it's really funny with the sister yeah. thing and you're gay. And then when you said what are you? It's ITMJ. Uh, you're gay. Like that would be funny to <laughs> to do and as a callback. And then um, if you ever say TJ at the end like EFTJ, I love Mexico. That place is amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, and you know uh, maybe if you hadn't gotten TMJ or if your sister hadn't gotten TMJ from sucking dick, it would have been okay. Or TMJ is the thing with your jaw. Oh, okay. And so there's a thing about like getting jaw clicks. I, I would just okay. play with all those silly letters and like things that you could. I feel like there's a ton of tags to put in there with letters that make sounds that can correspond to things that aren't part of it, but why not? Yeah, exactly. I was starting of, to do that with the IMDb. Right, right, right. Just, exactly. And that's yeah. what I got it from is you already said IMDb. So yeah. like yeah, EFTJ, I love Mexico. The donkey show's amazing or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right. Good looking out. So you're. You asked, like, what's the type that cheats? I just instantly thought, like, S-L-U-T. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of... I've been, I was trying to figure out, like, there's a lot of four-letter words that you can do um, to... So, yeah, that's that's a good one. I'll click right down. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. play with letters. Look yeah. First, look at all the letters that you can become with that silly test, yeah. and then figure out all the other dumb letters that just sort of roll off the tongue. And then you'll have just tons of, like, matrices to correspond yeah. with, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I love the Myers-Briggs premise. It's just, like, fun because I'm, everybody's taking it. I mean, everyone's taken that test at least once, and so yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone, like people, people were always like pushing me to take it too. Did you know that to take the official Myers Briggs, it costs fifty fucking dollars? Really? Oh. Yeah, Even it costs fifty dollars online, and to get certified to give the test, twenty one hundred dollars for a, a weekend seminar. It's fucking insane, right? Like you can you can take like a which Pokemon are you test on Facebook for free, but <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's also. Um, so some of these personality tests you see on like Facebook and stuff are a big part of the uh, you know the Cambridge Analytical stuff that's happening. Oh like, no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh so my basically, God, when you take okay, yeah. I'll just tests. I'll take this time to like give you the news now. Wow. Uh, now that I'm not going to get interrupted. Wow. So uh, no, what it is is they'll uh, they'll uh, they were taking like people were taking those tests and then um, back before Facebook started regulating it better, um, you could take one of those tests like fucking what Pokemon are you? And th these companies could not only harvest your data, uh, which you agreed to by signing or accepting their terms and conditions, uh, but they can harvest your friend's data, like anyone in your network. So all they had wow. to do to like get you know, access to so much of your Facebook data, they had like 5,000 data points on every American in the electorate. All they had to do was get 
a couple hundred thousand people to take those kinds of tests. So, um, oh, that's yeah, awful. So when it's like, which, yeah. which lipstick color should you wear? Something stupid, shit like, or, yeah. stupid shit like what that. What kind exactly. of cat are you? Yeah. And I'm just like, how do I, like, I, I want to make that funny and also get to that point, but there's a lot of shit. Like, oh, yeah. uh, great premise though. Yeah. Should, yeah. Yeah. I'll also, I just want to say, I don't know if you, this, it sounded ad libbed, but like the undercover Mormon is just fucking funny. Yeah. I <laughs> thought about it like a year ago and it's fun, but, um, yeah, good looking out. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, I don't know the joke, but I thought it was funny that you were like, maybe he's a Virgo because you were making fun of like all this stupid shit and to believe in like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I was like, that's interesting though. That's it, the one thing. Yeah. I was trying to figure out cause, um, I've always thought of Myers-Briggs as like, it feels like, uh, pretentious astrology like it's like oh i've like astrology like got a bachelor's in media studies or something like that's what it always felt like to me yeah so um i should why don't i just say those things i think that's fucking see casey this is what you gotta do you just realize you think and you're like oh fuck i have jokes that's cool but um but yeah no i'll i'll play around with that and, and figure it out but yeah thank you guys so much sorry about that, that was, hey no it's yeah. good to be honest max eddie this is, I mean, we, we create whatever the community is here and however it works. And, you know, we're the ones that tolerate what's here and what's not. So it's good to speak your mind and make this. And as Casey did, you guys can spend your time doing whatever you want. If you ever want to practice an eight minute set, cause you know, it's upcoming. Fuck the comments. I'll just give you eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like this place is for you to work out your shit in other places in front of people that are going to be here and are going to listen and the right people stay and the right people are paying attention to give comments. So like use this space and do that then say things that are bothering you because I mean you can't do it everywhere and brainwash doesn't exist anymore uh, so <laughs> there you go uh, and thanks to you guys for donating two dollars we really appreciate it your next comedian he had a great set last Friday at Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse it was great for him to fill in at the last minute and I will finish this max rock block to the max by pronouncing his name right everybody put your hands together for max Moa, can he? God damn it, I can't. <laughs> Moa, Shani, Moa, Mohajanine, 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 I don't have any ones, so I was going to do a five. Mohajanine, Mohajanine. I don't know, do you want to? <laughs> I'm totally I'll off. give you one more chance, Pam. Do you have, how bad? Max, Mohajanine. All right. <laughs> But I'm, just for, to be clear, I'm good for the next two and a half mics right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like math. <laughs> no. uh, it's cool. Uh, I am excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to read. I'm a pretty big fan. Uh, all right, thanks. <laughs> I read so much that I've actually read The Art of the Deal. Like, The Art of the Deal is Donald Trump's autobiography written by Tony Schwartz. <laughs> Like, you know, when you're like, you've, you've eaten trail mix, but you already picked out all the M&Ms, so all that's left is nuts, and you're like, I guess I'll just eat this, you know? That's, that's where I'm at with books. Uh, the other thing, too, is like, I, I got it from Berkeley Public Library, and I requested it to be put on hold for me. Uh, and like, they've, they've probably never had that happen before, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think you can sign up. If, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> where was I? No. Uh, but yeah, so like, I don't know if, like, Berkeley's not exactly Trump country, you know? It's like, um, and also like, Berkeley, Berkeley Public Library, it's, it's like one flew over this cuckoo's nest became real. Like, and you can also check that book out at Berkeley Public Library, and if you do, and if you read it before you leave, you feel like you're in the book. It's, uh, it's like Jumanji. 
Um, so then I went to go get it and like, I had to pick it up and the lady, like the lady gave me the book and she just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, all right, it's a little bit weird, but like, why am I the crazy one? Like the guy behind me is yelling at a bookshelf. He thinks Dewey Decimal's a person that defeated Truman in 1948. I saw this lady in the nonfiction section. She was telling all the books to keep it real. She was like, don't be phony like those fiction books. <laughs> she was like, Holden Caulfield's a hypocrite. He keeps calling people phonies, and he's not even real. He's, he's make-believe. Um, I also read that book, The Secret. You get, like, so basically, they say, like, oh, if you just visualize something happening enough, it'll happen in real life. But if that were true, a lot of people would have been in porn. <laughs> All right, I I feel like part of me wants to like call someone out and be like, you would have had sex with a lot of porn stars, but I don't want to call anybody out. I feel bad. <laughs> um, I like uh, I like math too. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the matrices. <laughs> like I uh, like I'll tell people like oh, I haven't seen the second Matrix. I've only seen the first and third matrices. That's, I I missed one. Um, I like to travel too. Like I went to I went to Iceland a year ago, and I flew Wow Airlines. And when I got there, I found out they lost my bag. So I was like, Wow! Like, <laughs> good job, guys. Like, that was the day I found out it's like you pronounce it sarcastically. That's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically, right? Like, you couldn't really be like Southwest. <laughs> They'd be like, why are you saying it that way? Like, are you implying that we're a different direction? How dare you? It's like, well, I am about to fly from LA to DC. That's northeast. But hey, it's a round trip flight, so catch me, catch me on the way back. I might pronounce it not sarcastically. Um, also, like, I, I went to Lake Tahoe last summer, and uh, I had to buy sunscreen while I was there. So I went to a gift shop, and I found some. I picked it up, I looked at the label, and it said it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never, like, I've never gone outside and been like, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff, you know? Or like, hey, it's daylight savings. It's going to smell good for longer now. <laughs> or like, it's, hey, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'll finish there. Thanks, everybody. Yay, Max Mawachanine, yay, yay. I love your book jokes, Holden Caulfield. Anything with that, of course, is wonderful because it is so very nostalgic and lovely. And um, The Secret, that was a really cute turn that you said with the porn stars. But then I'd throw in something after that, one of their weird, mundane, dumb things like, and always hold your gratitude, Rock. Or uh, like okay. one of the things that they are like, uh -huh. and make sure to thank the goddess for positivity and sunshine or whatever. <laughs> like after the porn things, you, you turn it. The, you turn the subject, the, you, you make it, you know, different. So we expect something different. And then I turn it back. So we know you really did read the secret. Uh, okay, like gotcha. just throw us one of the bullshit. Cause it's, there's so many bullshit things you can pull out of there. Okay. Gotcha. I have a gratitude rock in my pocket actually right now. Okay. <laughs> I can appreciate right that. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see an act out of you calling to put that book on hold. I just, oh, think that's a good idea. so funny about it. You doing that, but yeah, I loved it. Okay, cool. Thank you.
Oh, right. An act out of that whole thing of like calling the Berkeley librarian. Because what does the Berkeley librarian sound like? Like, she's got to be a piece of work, That's right? Like, this could, be, this could be a lot of fun. <laughs> It'd be like, hello. Wait, I have to subdue this homeless man before I answer your phone call. You want the what? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that Art of the who? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There's some stuff there. And what kind of, we've never heard you do act outs because they're usually pretty dry. So to see you have like some, which I think is very funny. And I think that's great about you that you're just like this very, you're funny, but you're dry. But uh -huh. it, to put a little, like to inject some so, strange personality out of nowhere and see what that's like would be, okay. that would be another reversal. Cause we expect you to just be like uh -huh. chill. Okay. Gotcha. So don't give me more range or something. Yeah. Why not? All right. Cool. Stretch yourself. Other comments? <laughs> yeah, no, you can say good things too. You can be like, oh, that was really great. And it's sort of funny. Do you, um, do you have any upcoming shows anywhere? No, unless no. somebody wants to give me one. <laughs> are you going to, you're going to go to Edinburgh after this? Uh, or are you going to go to Mission Hill Saloon? Okay, uh, canceled. It got canceled. It got canceled. Oh, so we're all going to go to Mission Hill Saloon. We're all going to fight each other. Oh, just kidding. Oh, okay. We don't want more people to go. Actually, Angel Weaver's super smart. Keep the keep the open mic secret. Keep them safe. <laughs> don't tell anybody about them unless you're here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Max. It's a Max Brock block. Uh, okay, we have two comedians left, but I'm going to do... I've been wanting to work on a thing, so I'm going to work on it. Uh, yay. Okay, yay me, yay. <laughs> money but I actually don't have any so but that would be that would be ironic right there so I've been wanting to talk about the Bible a lot and I don't you know yeah who loves the Bible it's really hard because you well you don't know how much how much like research how deep you should get into it because when I I mean I just read the Bible because I really love studying feminism and I think it's just such an important text to know how a women are supposed to be in the world I think like historically what a wonderful document to learn how to be a woman. Uh, two amazing books. Actually, before I even get to Esther and Ruth, and wow, what incredible stories. I want to start with the story of Lot. Is anybody familiar with the story of Lot in Genesis? You are? That's so great. Here's the thing. I have no idea how this attunes to feminism or how I'm supposed to be a woman, but wow, it sure talks about women in an amazing way. So uh, Sodom and Gomorrah are kind of like San Francisco, but like old-timey, right? Like they're like lighting candles and like having butt sex all the time. And they're like, oh, they're like, lube, spit in your butt. Oh! And so these angels come down because God is like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it anymore. There's one family, Lot. He is totally righteous and awesome. So he sends these two angels to go visit Lot. And the men, the people, all the people in the city are like knocking down his doors like, we want to fuck those guys. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to give you my daughters. So he sends his two daughters out. And God is like, I am pleased. You didn't have them rape the angels. Your family gets to be saved. But at the same time, his daughters are being violated by the whole town. <laughs> Thanks, God. So then they're like, let's leave. Let's pack up our shit. And they're like, don't look back. When we destroy it with hell and brimstone, it's going to be like the best firework display ever, but don't turn around. So he and his two daughters and his wife are running, and his wife turns back and turns into a pillar of salt, somehow meaning remembrance or something about thinking about how she was really lustful. I'm not sure what the Bible really means on this one. Not sure. But what I do know is that she's a pillar of salt, and so the two daughters take the dad up into the caves, and they think they're the only Jews left in creation. So what 
do they do? They get their dad fucking wasted and then they fuck him so that they can have babies from their dad because they need to keep the whole Jewish race going. This is in the Bible and I don't know what it means for feminism, but I do know it means something. <laughs> it seems kind of like America right now. Uh, uh, no, I have no idea how those two things go together, except that God hates women. <laughs> so there's two other books in the Bible, Esther and Ruth. And wow, Esther, what an amazing story. She saves the whole Jewish people. How? A hot rack and doesn't look Jewy. Absolutely. Her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Her parents were dead. Her uncle sold her to like a king because she was hot and didn't look Jewy. So great. Not great at puzzles. Not super clever. Hot rack. Not Jewy. Uh, and then the story of Esther, Ruth. She's great. She's a Sumerian woman, I think, or Syria. I don't know. Somewhere over there. And gets married to a Jew. Isn't that nice? And and then they, he dies, and then the mother-in-law's like, let's go back to Israel. I can't go on my own. And she's like, okay, I'll go with you. And she's like, oh, it's a beautiful story of love. And she's like, hey, go fuck the old guy, the rich one, the fat rich one. And she's like, oh, okay. And she lays at the feet of Boaz for three days, which like in the Bible is like, oh, oh I think they were getting it on. And then there's a whole verse where the guy is like, I am old and fat. Why not marry one of my younger brethren? And she's like, because I listened to my mother-in-law and married the old rich fat dude. So what do we learn from the Bible? Hot rack, don't look chewy. Listen to your mother-in-law all the time. And um, something about letting your daughters get raped by the town. I'm not sure like how God is involved in that. And uh, okay, so those were the jokes I wanted to tell about the Bible. Yay! <laughs> My question is, it's too much Bible all at once. Yeah, because people aren't interested, and there's, I have to give too much. Like, I try to give just enough background, but we get lost. The lot thing, I need actual I mean, I think the thing is funny enough on its own, just because it's like, this is, I'm telling the actual story that's in the Bible, and I think that's funny, but it's too much exposition. Yeah? Everyone's just shaking their head. Yeah. Well, I think maybe, like, because you're doing, see, you told like three different stories that are very packed. Like I, yeah, I think if you could do like a seven-minute set on lot because that story in itself is funny. Right. So yeah, trying to pack it all together is impossible. It's just too much exposition and yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, but so I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm straight on with it. But and but you weren't even interested, and you know about the Bible. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's fair enough. Like, yeah. I've been it for four years, and I'm still like, I don't know what the fuck to like think about this. So it's like that in itself should indicate to other people that it's a difficult book and problematic. But I think like maybe if you. Yeah, well, I I have other story is just like kind of insane because it's like they want to rape men and then they're like, no, rape my daughters. And that's at the time what was OK. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, yeah, I'm I've been trying to make that funny for a while. And I just kind of by telling the story. But the, the Esther and Ruth thing I used to have is a much longer thing. But I just compacted it because I'm concerned about giving too much history and if it's enough history. But if it's not funny, I mean, I have all kinds of other things to talk about about feminism I'm just trying to like do the I just I happen to have a lot of biblical knowledge so I like to use it yeah. um, I was gonna say I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum I know like nothing about the Bible like that Jesus was the person right? and, <laughs> and I still thought there were like little bits here like there's definitely stuff in there still that I was able to like 
I don't know. I, I still found certain parts in there funny, so I wouldn't like. Okay. Um, but just like, yeah, maybe a little less. I guess. Right. I know the Bible gets boring too. No one wants a sermon. I mean, <laughs> even when you go to church, you still don't want a sermon. You like want your pastor to be humorous <laughs> or whatever. I don't, I haven't been to church in a long fucking time. I have no idea what that's about. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Yay. <laughs> All right, your next comedian. Uh, it is hard to read his first name, but I'm going to try it. Uh, Arjula Shanker. What was that? Is that one free? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I always feel bad whenever I go to these open mics. They'll get to my name, and it's like just like a deer in headlights. They're like. Uh, just startled almost hadn't pronounced it no it's uh, it's Aditya Shankar um, but I'll, I'll put it in um, no so you guys probably already heard all this stuff but I'm gonna I'm still trying to work out kinks so I'm gonna go for it uh, I feel like everyone around here I guess in general is really trying to maximize their productivity these days right like people don't want to be wasting any time whatsoever should always be conquering the world which is why I don't really understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? Like, do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride? It's like, I watch a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, right? Like, the other day, between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not like I saw a guy with the receding hairline. I literally saw that hairline take a step back, you know? If physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't know what is, right? I mean, you can just check that box off for the day. Aging, done. No. And like when you're on there, you can always see, you can always kind of tell who reads those productivity, like self-help books, right? Because it'll be just the go-getter just taking his morning dump on the train, right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that guy is not wasting any time, right? Yeah. And if you guys have never been on Muni with someone taking a dump, then you've never been on Muni before. Yeah. I feel like Garfield established this real misconception that Mondays are the worst day of the week, right? Uh, and I gotta respectfully disagree with our 20th president on this one, right? Like, Mondays aren't that bad. Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week, right? Monday and Tuesday, you're, basically every other day of the week, your conversation topics with your coworkers are just scripted, right? You've got like, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, any plans this weekend? And then Wednesday arrives and it's like an improv class. It's like, uh, uh, um. And then you start talking about like the current events, right? Like the fact that it's Wednesday. It's like, uh, can't believe it's Wednesday already. And I'm like, I mean, I can't believe they're making a Toy Story 4. I can't believe Jay-Z did that to Beyonce. And I certainly can't believe it's not butter. But the fact that it's Wednesday is not the craziest thing I've heard this week, you know? But I'm being harsh, I'm being harsh. Like, on Wednesday, your coworkers will also really open up to you about their, like, deepest feelings and emotions, right? I'll be like, it feels like a Friday to me, you know? And now that it feels like a Friday, you can get back on script, right? So, any plans this weekend? <laughs> um, I feel like everyone's into dating apps these days as well, right? And my thing is, I don't feel that strongly about any of them, you know? I mean, I like Twitter. 
as a friend, but I don't know if I'm ready to take that relationship to the next level, you know? Like, let's take things, like, take things slow. No, I did get on a couple of dating apps recently, and it, uh, it's been tough because my friends were like, you really want to be transparent on there, right? Be, be true to yourself. And so I put on there, not monogamous. Uh, and I was like, because I mean, you got to be ogamous to at least be monogamous, right? Like, you can't be like, there's like, if you're not like, uh, what's like, what's the zero gamus or whatever? Non-gamus? I don't even know if I'm using the roots correctly. But yeah. It also might have something to do with like, I also, my, and then my friends were like, oh, you want to have really good photos on there. Make sure there's no, uh, like other people aren't in your photos, right? So I replaced all my photos with images of the mystery box from Mario Kart. Uh, and I was like, well, this will be better, right? Because now it's like the girl's like, please be a blue shell. Please be a blue shell. Anytime they see my profile, right? All right, I think that's all, all I got, guys. Thanks a lot. Aditya Shankar! Comments, comments, comments! Comments! That was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, so the, the product of the pooping joke is super funny. And then the first joke where it's like the three-stop thing where you say about the Muni. But then the, the, the receding hairline is just the same joke. Uh, again, though, right? Because it's, it's that it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that is hyperbole, which is a thing that people do. So that's a, you know, it's a reasonable strategy. It didn't, my personal opinion is it did not connect with me. But that was, you know, how long, I don't, how long have you been doing stand-up for like? Like four months. That, yeah, you're really, that's really, like, I didn't write a good joke for like six months. So like, this is, that's quite impressive. Yeah, thanks a lot. No problem. And it's funny when you talk about someone's receding hairline because you have so much hair that, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it'll idiot. never, <laughs> your hairline will never recede. So the concept that you're actually even looking at it on someone else, like, this is a problem you don't and will never have. Like, you're not even, you have a big, full hair. So is it like, as in like, it's... Like in is it in like insensitive to people with the well, hair? Well, I mean, it's almost that? like oh. it's almost like you're punching. It's, it's like you're punching down, but you don't even know it because it's oh, like those okay. poor guys that have receding hairline. Interesting. But you have a lot of hair. Like yeah, I never even thought thick, about that. Thick, luscious, you know, locks. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that the uh, um, the coworker conversation, the scripted conversation with coworkers, like that's a great premise. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, um, like, uh, like I was, I was like, fuck, why not? Think that like that's that's great i was actually hoping for like something like maybe like a dialogue or something like a like a an actual not an actual but like some kind of conversation like some something kind of mean in that particular dime. i don't know why i, I want yeah there's something i also in have that. this thing where i'm like you just say oh how was your weekend as you nod along without listening kind right of i've tried that and yeah. when you get to wednesday you can pick up like something else like did you see that cat video on you <laughs> like like a wednesday right. all you can do is like talk about cats or right. unicorns poo like right. what dumb banal thing do you pull out of the internet to wave in your colleague's face on a Wednesday right. but then you get to the Friday it's like a Friday and then like yeah. that's funny because it's just that whole cycle but right. I'd put something in there that's just mundane like that everyone loves like the puppy live feed or right. you know yeah, like cat, something about cats cool yeah awesome. awesome thanks thanks so much everyone clap your hands together everybody for Itchia Shankar Tonight, we got an Indian rock block, but I know how to pronounce his name. Clap your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. That's right. Oh, my. 
my goodness. All right. Here, what? I was diagnosed as bipolar recently, and it took, I've been going to therapy. Oh, you put the dollar, two dollars in? Okay. All righty then. This better be worth two dollars, you guys. So laugh really loud, even if you don't like it. Uh -huh. Anyway, so I was diagnosed with bipolar. I've been going to therapy for about a year and a half, and I think it took my therapist so long to realize I was bipolar uh, because I would often go in and be like, oh, I'm sad, or ah, oh, my parents. But I never went and was like, ah, oh, you know, doc, sometimes I'm just really, really happy. <laughs> yeah. Never got to the mania part of that. That took a while for me to really reveal and like open up and like, you know, I'm happy sometimes. Can we fix that? Um, the thing is though, so I am going to have to go on mood stabilizers. And what mood stabilizers are is it's paying someone $200 a month to always feel like you just ate at Denny's. Um, but uh, I would say, I, what I, I did say, like, oh, Doc, I'm happy, but that's not quite it. It's like, what if someone were just, ran were just at, like, random intervals blow cocaine into your face? Um, and for a while, I just thought that was the normal human experience. But I recently learned that people have to buy cocaine to get that. Um, but then they get to choose when to do it. So I'm not a, I'm not a, but no, it's, it's, it's not fun. I like when I'm depressed, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself. And then when I'm manic, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself, but on a skateboard. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, ooh, what have I killed myself? Anyways, um, what are my other jokes about that? Here's an unrelated joke that makes me deeply unlikable. Um, <laughs> I dealt, I dealt with a lot of bullying in high school because I bullied a lot of kids. Um, uh, okay, see? Anyways, no, but my therapist, my therapist also, also, he also diagnosed me as a, uh, he said I was a narcissist, which means a doctor got to know me, looked at me, and then diagnosed me as an asshole. <laughs> I have the met the collective wisdom of 3,000 years of Western medicine was like, yo, dude, you suck. <laughs> so that's something interesting. Um, you guys ever worry? I when I'm is that the end of my? What is it? Is that the end of my? Oh. Oh, here's one. No, but recently I've not been suicidal, but what is it when you want to attempt suicide and then survive for the attention? <laughs> I'm whatever that is. Okay, well, that's the end of those uh, mental health jokes. So it's going to get much more mundane. So we good? You guys ever, when I'm at the gym, I'm always worried people are judging me because I am judging the fuck out of everyone there. Oh, thought that was. Do, do you guys not do that? Is that a me thing? No. No, right? Because everyone's weird. Like, I see your made-up exercises. That's not, okay. I thought that would be good. Um, what else? No, I'm not gonna do that joke. Oh, you know what I saw? I recently, I actually, my mom died when I was really young. Uh, she, I was like three, and so I, I didn't really remember what she looks like, and I recently saw a picture of her for like the first time in a really long time. I was like, damn, I'm really hot for what I was given to work with. Because uh, she looked like a goblin. Uh -huh. Just a big old uggo. Uh, but I, you know, I'm a solid, solid hottie. Okay, I'm done. Uh -huh. You get to stay up there. Stay up there. No, no, no. It's okay. We have time. Uh, so, we definitely have time. So first of all, uh, what you were, the technical term is suicidal ideation. Ugh. 
and it's pronounced weird. It's not idealization, but it's suicidal ideation. And it's thinking about suicide because you want to have it turn out in this sort of idealized way that you... I feel like you can call back to narcissism a bunch of times at the end with all of those jokes where you're like, I'm better looking and my mom's a troll. <laughs> that I'm a narcissist. I feel like you can call back to narcissism a lot. And I applaud you for doing more personal stuff. Um, you always, you said you always ate at Denny's and I don't get it cause it's good. Cause it makes you feel full. I don't understand why the Denny's line is, I don't understand what Denny's is to you. I need like a qualifier there. I, is no, it I, because it's two, three or $4 and you well, can eat or I guess the idea is that it's like a mediocre restaurant. Yeah. And so when you eat there, you feel like, like very, just very fine. You know, you, you know, when I, you go to Denny's, it's just like, oh, okay. And then you leave. So it, but oh, right. So I didn't understand how that had to do with happiness. Cause I was like, and then you said cocaine buys. And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, maybe when you buy the cocaine, you do it in the bathroom at Denny's. Maybe that's why Denny's can be fun. I was just confused. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, oh, okay. but then also the skateboarder joke was great about, All right. that was very funny. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, oh, I have a couple. I have a couple notes. Uh, one, <laughs> have you? You know how some people will have like a catchphrase. I oh, think you should just like <laughs> once, probably every two or three minutes in your set. Well, if you're doing an hour, like once every two or three minutes, uh, you just say, "I'm a narcissist," <laughs> just like that. I feel like all my jokes essentially say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the theme of there my personality. Yeah, but the um, but the uh, the reason that Jim joke didn't work is it had the same structure as the bullying joke and so there wasn't ah. a misdirect there um, I fucking love the bipolar joke that first one was so goddamn good did you just write that or have you been working I wrote that on Monday that shit's I got my diagnosis on Monday there we go but no that shit's it's fucking hilarious but um, like on a serious note though like um, don't do a serious note in front of everyone well no it's it's like it's fine. We've you weren't here earlier. We had some okay. serious notes. Um, but you don't. You honestly don't need any one joke to be deeply unlikable. Okay? Oh, that's like, so sweet. Yeah. that is. Oh. Uh, it's you oh, just you have I it. You were gonna say something about like oh. It was, okay, that <laughs> no, it's fucking so serious. But it was like, great. It's no, not. It's chill, fun. dog. Okay. I just want to say, Arjun, like, I've seen you do comedy for a long time, but I just want to let you know, I actually really enjoy your stage presence now. Oh. Oh, now. Hell yeah. Ah! Hey, I, who says you practice? Used to you you worked your work way fucking into it, man. You used to be nervous-y and kind of shit, and you look yeah. so much more relaxed. Like, you don't give two fucks about what any of these dickheads have to say to you, and what about that you? That is not accurate. I all <laughs> it's what I value all of your opinions No, 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 no. It's what you, I'm saying it's what you look like. It's not what you might feel like, oh, okay. but you certainly have the uh, the swagger for for uh, like a for professional a much comedian. More attractive Indian. And I think no, it's really good. You're really good looking. You're really good looking. I know he hates everything I have to say, but I just want you to know that I think it's pretty. I think you look very cool. Like after all these fucking like I've seen you for like three fucking years, that man. Is, yeah, like you look great. cool now, man. Wow. Yeah. Like it. Like it's awesome. So I just want to let you know, man. Like that's it. Fuck off, laugher. <laughs> I'm very new to comedy, and uh, oh. this is my third day. And I really respect the way you express yourself and be brave and like. Haha, <laughs> brave. Uh, That's right. Just say like. Doesn't every, need to be funny if I'm brave. There we go. <laughs> every every joke has 
the part of the truth. Me, like, uh, I, I'm religious, I'm a Muslim, and I find it, like, really brave to express those, like, you know, mentals, my issues, mm -hmm. and just reveal myself, open myself, be more open. I really respect that, man. Like, you're awesome. I just, I just respect oh, okay. that, man. Thank well, you. thanks. That actually means a lot. Thanks. Yay! Clap your hands together. Respect him with your clapter. Everybody, Origin, Banerjee. Really oh, wait, silent. it's Cassandra. I just had one more one more comment. The awkward silence when you're talking about judging people at the the gym. I kind of actually liked it, and it would yeah. kind of be good if you like then judged people in the yeah. audience. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have a flat butt. Your left boob is bigger than your right. Everybody, Arjun Banerjee. I would love it if someone was like, your left boob is bigger than your right. Like, that is the weirdest <laughs> neg I think you could ever hear. Uh, your last comedian of the night, he didn't sign up, but he's the guy who was just talking who's super new. I don't know his name, but we know he's a Muslim. Clap your hands wildly for this guy. Hi, my name is Ali, and I'm from Kazakhstan. Thank you so much. This is my third day. I actually decided that uh, being a comedian is my dream. Yeah. It's all started when I decided to go back to religion and change myself, change my bad habits, and instead gaining good habits. It's, it was very, you know, it was very, very hard. Um, I came to school, and my teacher says, Ali, there's something changed in you. And I said, I quit smoking. She says, no, there is something more. I said, I quit eating chocolate. And she says, no, there is something more deep inside you changed. And I said, I got back to being religious. I'm a Muslim. And she says, why? Why? You were so much fun before. Like, I, I, I loved you being yourself. But now you have these frames kind of thing. You're trying to look like a prophet. You're kind of trying to be this pure, innocent thing. You were pure. I like the way you were. You know, I have a Meisner teacher in Academy of Art University. I'm about to graduate my MFA program. Thank you. And um, last, last year, my Meisner teacher told me, when you come to God, God won't tell you. You know, why weren't you Moses? He never tells that. He will tell you, why weren't you Ali? <laughs> and, you know, um, I had this like seven posts for the last 18 hours. So the, the, the previews of the fourth post was something like that. I came back to the face, faith and I started to change myself. And I found out my true self in comedy. Right. And uh, I just want to say, um, you know, like how it feels like when you start to change and you're walking on the street. It feels like the whole city changed, <laughs> right? Feels like your worldview matches with everyone's worldview. Whenever you smile, everyone's smiling. Whenever you're happy, feels like everyone is ready to shake your hand about the thing someone said about the secret, right? Well, there is a lot of opinions, but mine, mine, <laughs> my opinion is that, okay, this microphone going down, 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 okay, I'm going up, all right. All right, so, um, the secret is, we might think that at the end, we will face ourselves in the mirror, but I would say, we would face the things we've done. I mean, don't we? 
Ah, uh, I feel like I don't know answer. You know, someone said like I know that I don't know anything. So I would say just keep up in the comedy and love yourself. Um, don't don't read books. No, it's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't read books and I love conversations. I love comedy. Guys, keep up. You you are great. Just know that. And you know, sometimes you can take the water in the glass, say five good words, drink it. Just believe it. The good things happen after you say it's good. Thank you. Yay! Ali! Good things happen when you say they do. Yay! Thank you for your money. Yay! Thank you. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give you comments. Hey, I think it's really interesting that your very first joke, you have a great structure. You went one, two, three, and the punchline was that you're a Muslim. I thought you were totally on the right track because people right now, it's so pregnant in everything that, like, Muslims, that's weird and crazy. But, like, you're, no, seriously. Also, I think that it's really neat that you're getting an MFA in religion. Religion is an art. That's funny to me. It's not a science. It's in acting. Oh, in acting. I'm sorry. I thought you were getting an MFA in religion. And I was going to be like, <laughs> religion is an art. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then you said something about Muslim worldview, but then you didn't. I feel like you're only in it for three days, but where I would focus your writing time is like what being a Muslim is like in what's happening right now. Because this is a perspective that none of us have really heard, and I don't hear this on stage. So it's unique as uh, somewhere to go with comedy because we don't. And you started it. You did a. You did a. You did one, two, and then your punchline on your first joke was I'm Muslim. So you're setting yourself up for it. And I just think it's a really interesting and unique new situation of premises that none of us know about because I don't think any of us are Muslim. Anybody? Everyone seems to be atheist around here. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, so yeah, it's a great place to start writing. Uh, other other comments for Ali, our new friend? Three days into comedy. whoop to do He's loud. He's doing microphone stuff. That's super fucking fun and I hope you do it more. I hope I see you next week. Yay! <laughs> so you're getting an MFA in acting? Where are you getting your MFA in acting from? Academy of Art University. Oh, wow. So what was the last play you were in? Almost Maine last year. What, what, what was it called? Uh, Almost Maine. Almost Maine is the name of a play. I didn't yeah. even, I've never heard of it. It was like a Harold Pinter. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Everything seems to be Pinter. India Inc. or whatever he does. Cool. Um, can I say hi to my teacher? Oh, my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Quad Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Quad Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio 
San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Nine months ago, a small, hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family 
family admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Bataan in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this... Welcome, it's uh, Friday night, 6 o'clock, it's time for the joke, not joke workshop, happy hour, the happiest of happy hours, we have a very special guest host tonight, he's an amazing human being, you're going to love him, put your hands together for Vishal Call! 